Rockmere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Starring your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? show on the Florida Band Radio Network for a Thursday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, no, no, I am sorry. Israel is not on stolen land and they have not colonized anything, you idiots. Day 1005. Keep it the Eric in America. Say hello to Easy. What's up? Good afternoon. Putting the heat in Heather. Double H is here. Hello, everybody. She did forget to unmute it, mute it again. I got it. Hi, sorry. Hi. <laughs> Dark History, uh, hour three. A little shakeup in the schedule today because uh, I'm out tomorrow. Movie Man Mike after that. And then our buddies Kimmer and Pete top of the final hour. Your remarks all over the place. I'm going to just to get a quick history uh, lesson, a, kind of a reader's digest. I can't stand the stupid any longer coming from places like Tufts University uh, who uh, a student group there praised Hamas on their creativity using paragliders to launch their attack. Uh, they called them liberation fighters and uh, in their tweet, they said, since Friday, Palestinians have been launching a historic a- attack on the colonizers. Footage of liberation fighters from Gaza p- paragliding into occupied territory has especially shown the creativity and necessary, necessary to take back stolen land. Okay. Uh, here's here's. The land isn't stolen. There was a peace plan, by the way, in the Middle East in 1947. Uh, a brief history. Uh, that area was controlled by the Ottoman, Ottoman Empire prior to World War I. Um, and after World War I, France took uh, s- certain areas. Britain took the other. Uh, the, the French areas were turned to Lebanon and Syria. And the uh, what's known as the Levant, that long strip of land that, that uh, borders the Mediterranean to the east and uh, Jordan to the left, that was um, uh, given to uh, the Israeli people. And then in 1947, there was a plan because the Palestinian people, which were largely uh, Jordanians, uh, wanted, uh, they said no. There was a uh, called the UN partition plan, the two state system. Israel said, yeah, 
She works for us. Palestinians said, no, uh, that's not enough. We want it all. We hate the Jews. And a year later, they launched a, lo- a war with their Arab country nation buddies uh, to eliminate and eradicate the Jews. It didn't go well. Israel uh, prevailed. And Jordan occupied the West Bank. All right. Fast forward 20 years, West Bank changes again when once again Arab nations took another shot uh, at exterminating the Jews. Not only did Israel kick their ass a second time, they took back the West Bank and then some. Then in 1979, Israel gave back the Sinai Peninsula, land they had won in a war, fair and square. They gave it back. That was a land for peace deal. And, you know, I'm sure you remember the name Anwar Sadat, uh, uh, an Egyptian, uh, the only Muslim leader ever to take any serious steps to break the cycle of violence in in the Middle East. Uh, And for his efforts, Egypt was kicked out of the Arab League of Nations. Uh, They were also kicked out of the Arab Petroleum Exporting Countries. And about a year and a half later, Anwar Sadat was assassinated by Egypt's Islamic Jihad because he wanted too much peace with the Jews. Palestine, Palestine is not a nation. They have never been a nation. They have been a people that have refused... To live alongside and to even uh, 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 acknowledge the existence of Israel, they didn't. Israel didn't steal that. You know that's their ancestral home, their temple. Though they still have the wall alongside where their temple once stood. Um, and I want you to, I want you to hear this, and I, I'm going to have to read the. Uh, uh, there's Palestinian children. I'm going to read their uh, translation. They're interviewing a number of them in a school here. And here we go. Let me turn it down just a little bit. We have to make war. Or to prove that we are stronger than the Jews. People love Palestine and they are ready to die for Palestine. I want to fight against them, the Jews, and defeat them in war. At school, they teach us that Al-Aqsa and all of Palestine is ours. The Jews lie and say that their temple is under the Al-Aqsa Mosque. It was never there. I hate the Jews. (laughs) Yes, they teach us that the Zionists are our enemy. And we must fight them. They teach us that the Jews are terrorists. At school, they teach us about the Jews. They teach us that they are bad people. They killed our people. They teach us in school that Jews are fickle, bad people. I'm ready to stab a Jew and drive a car over them. I will fight. I will ram a car. We have to constantly stab them, drive them, and shoot them. Stabbing and running over Jews brings dignity to the Palestinians. I'm going to run them over and stab them with knives. Right now, I am prepared to be a suicide bomber. I will fight for ISIS and the Islamic State. So, 
you know, just nice kids wanting to do, you know, nine-year-old things that nine-year-olds do, like stab Jews and run over them with a car. And they're all taught this in school. What I mean, do you think there'll ever be an end? Will there ever be an end to that that mindset? I mean, that's something that has to be eradicated at the ground level. I mean, you have to have people that are willing to go in there because those are be those are kids, those are uh, fourth graders here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, being taught that hey, your whole job is to go kill someone that's because they're Jewish. I mean, can you imagine you hear that out of a school here in these in the states, like, hey, uh, you know, they choose your me, enemy. You must yeah, stab them. Mm-hmm, yep, it's a that's normal on uh, playground. We play stab the Jew, and uh, you know, during fourth period, <laughs> where that's our uh, we're supposed to uh, go, and we're doing an oral report mm-hmm. on why the Jewish people are the uh, devil. Um, that's Tufts University. We talked about uh, a Yale professor, Zarina Grewal, historic anthropologist and documentary filmmaker. She's an associate professor of American studies, ethnicity, race, migration, and religious studies. She wrote, um, my heart is in my throat. Prayers for Palestinians. Israel is a murderous, genocidal settler state. And Palestinians have every right to resist through armed struggle and solidarity. (laughs) Uh... 1917, the British signed the Balfour Declaration. Lord Minister, uh, Foreign Minister Lord Balfour declaring and calling for an establishment of a Jewish homeland in Palestine. It was under their control at the time. Uh, they they uh, gave it to that Balfour Declaration. Um, did not call for a creation of an independent Palestinian state. So, sorry. Uh, so you can't really occupy uh, a, a place that's not a nation. You can't oc- occupy. Uh, I mean, they're in their own land. So saith the British colonies at the time and the British uh, monarchy after World War One and and the Ottoman Empire fell. Um, I just uh, you know, you've got the Harvard group. This is why I, I uh, this is what's going to happen, and I'm I'm pretty. You know, you rarely do you see a cancel culture type of mentality come for the left, right? It really hasn't been uh, uh, something of the right to cancel somebody because of their beliefs. We just exist alongside these freaks that believe certain ways. We don't believe they need to be kicked off of social media for believing a certain way. We don't believe they should be uh, uh, fired from their jobs. We don't believe that, you know, we don't, we just don't play Um. So about a 30, what was it, 34 Harvard student groups, you've heard this, surged, uh, uh, circulated a letter uh, urging signatories of the letter. Um, the Harvard groups that, quote, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all the unfolding violence. Well, uh Bill Ackman, billionaire, a hedge fund guy, and about a dozen other giant uh, corporate business executives have joined together to agree to refuse to hire any members of any student groups at Harvard that signed on to that letter. 
Jonathan Newman, CEO of uh, Sweet Green, a restaurant chain. Uh, he said, uh, count me in. I'm on that list. I'd like to know so I know who to never hire. Uh, so I know never to hire these people. Uh, David Duell, CEO of Healthcare Services Easy Health, wrote in a response. Uh, he plans to do the same. 17 Harvard groups have joined 500 faculty and staff and 3,000 others in signing a counter statement attacking the other groups. Letter is completely wrong, deeply offensive. A third letter from 160 faculty members also ripped Harvard's response to the student writing that it can be seen as nothing less than condoning the mass murder of civilians based on their nationality. Larry Summers, former Harvard president, uh, is cautioned against singling out students who were naive and foolish about what they were citing. He said, I yield to no one, to no one in my revulsion at the statement, apparently made on behalf of 30-plus Harvard student groups, but please, everybody take a deep breath. Many of these groups never saw the statement before it went out. In some cl- uh, cases, those approving did not understand exactly what they were approving. <laughs> How do you not understand condemning Israel for its own civilians being slaughtered? Uh, probably because I will say it's a lot of idiots that had no idea what they were signing. There's probably a lot, a lot of guys that uh, uh, some stupid ass that thought he was going to get some liberal tale that night. It was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll sign the paper that uh, you know Israel deserved that. Uh, I sure said they, it's something they condemn, you know, sign here if you want to uh, condemn Israel. And yeah. every, every liberal wants to leap forward and condemn Israel. And I don't know where half of intelligentsia in this country have come to the conclusion that Israel is somehow colonized something or somehow occupying something. It's rightfully their land. It, it, it's, that's just the way it is. Uh, CEO of Belong, rental housing startup firm, he's on board, uh, Hugh Montague, the founder and vice president of a giant construction conglomerate called Diligent, he's got no plans to hire Harvard students that are members of the groups. Uh, Ackman said, I've been asked by a number of CEOs if Harvard would release a list of the members of each of the Harvard organization that have issued the letter assigning sole responsibility to Hamas, uh, to, uh, uh, to Hamas the heinous acts on Israel, so to ensure that none of us inadvertently hires uh the responsibility for Hamas's heinous attack on Israel. So to make sure none of us inadvertently hire any of their members. In fact, their members support the letter. They have released the names and signatories should be made public so that their views are publicly known. Share the list, please, said Ail Resnick, CEO of Belong, uh, and we'll join it too. Mark Vernaski, a tech investor and entrepreneur, said he thought Ackman was right. Michael McQuaid, the head of decentralized finance operation at blockchain firm Block, weighed in saying, I completely Agree, and I have been wondering the same the last couple of days if and when these names of the students come out. Michael Brokey, uh, CEO of FabFit Fund, said, We're in as well. Other executives who signaled their approval of the post with emojis of applause, thumbs up, and gestures. Uh, it, it, Dove Hill Capital Management, Art Levy, had a strategy for Brex, all these other. Uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be a, 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 a very, it's not a very popular opinion 
because it, it, because it's, it's bl- it comes blindly. You've been told that Israel a bunch of and they they they've they've got these poor Palestinians all boxed in and they uh, uh, and they you know they're mean to them and they don't let them come out and blah blah blah. They've been blockaded in there. Well, they've been blockaded in there because Israel got sick and tired of bus bombings and cafe bombings and suicide bombings. Yeah, every time that they released the blockade for a little while, they would get terrorist attacks. Right, and and meanwhile, when they are blockaded in there, they just launch rocket after rocket after rocket after rocket indiscriminately into Israel. Uh, and there's no problem. I have no issue with these uh, places saying they're not going to hire anybody off that list. No, me neither. As they shouldn't, just the same as if uh, Harvard was to have their local uh, KKK chapter or their Nazi chapter sent around a list saying, hey, we also agree that they should condemn the Jewish people. Right. You probably aren't going to hire them either. Some Harvard groups that were involved in the original 34 have recanted. Um, Amnesty International at Harvard, Harvard College Act on a Dream, the Harvard Undergraduate Nepali Student Association, the Harvard Islamic Society, the Harvard Undergraduate Chungru, um, Harvard Law student who sits on the board of the group that co-signed the letter said she signed it due to the egregious nature of the statement. I'm sorry for the pain this has caused. My organization did not have a formal process, and I didn't even see the statement until we had signed on. The list is out there of all the, you know, uh, the Islamic of the Harvard groups that are that are signed on to the list, um, and because of that. I don't know. Another thing's going on at Harvard. To make sure you all know, and everyone at Harvard knows, who the anti-Semites are, who the uh, pro-terrorists are, uh, they have, uh, uh, this is uh, a, a nonprofit watchdog group, Accuracy in Media, has rented one of those mobile billboard trucks, and it is driving around the campus of Harvard, with the digital billboards on either side of the truck that display the names and the photographs of the student who signed the letter blaming Israel. And uh, with the words, Harvard's leading anti-Semites in giant gothic script over a, sl- a slideshow of their headshots, their names in bold red block letters, accuracy in media has that truck. And uh, they said it's it, 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 that was Wednesday, yesterday was the first day of a multi-day, multi-pronged campaign involving multiple billboards and a variety of other tactics. And it's incredibly, uh, the group says, it's incredibly important to know who the hateful anti-Semites are in our country. And it's important for people to know that their actions have consequences. Uh Uh-oh. Our mobile billboards will be at Harvard for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Stand by it. You can you can you can pledge you, your support. Uh, go to harvardhatesjews.com. Harvardhatesjews.com. You can send a letter to the president of Harvard, telling them uh, uh, you know how disappointed you are, um, and you can see the names of the groups uh, there as well. Um, uh, Bill Ackman's a Harvard grad. One should not be able to hide behind a corporate shield when issuing statements supporting the actions of terrorists who, now we learn, have beheaded babies, among other inconceivably despicable acts. Anti-Semites who publicly sign anti-Semitic proclamations should not be surprised when people don't like what they say. 
If they're ashamed of what they've done, maybe they should apologize. We'll take their names down uh, and take their pictures off. But if they're proud, they should thank us for amplifying their message. <laughs> I, I, what is it? Is it fad? I mean, is, you know, I, I mean, once you, any anybody, if you were to just read the history from the Ottoman Empire to present day, and I'm not talking about some, ben- just read an actual piece of uh, a historical work on it. Um, and it's quite simple to understand uh, there are two big lies, or many big lies. One is that, they, that somehow is Israel's colonized the area, or settlers, they're settlers. It was deemed a, a Jewish state in 1917. Okay, and even, I'm so over the, the term of the colonizers or the settlers, yes, that is how the entire world was, was done. Uh, you'd think that there was people at a place before you, and if they couldn't defend it and you took it, it's your place now. And that's how it has been throughout history. And that is how it will continue to be throughout history. Right. It is a, uh, you know, you think half the places that people live at, that's where their people were at the begin with? Right. And here's the thing. And then the other thing is, boy, they have nowhere to go. Where can the Palestinian people go? They, they, they can't go into Israel. They're trapped. No. They also share two other borders with two other nations. One is Lebanon, full of their Arab brothers and sisters, who I'm sure love them deeply. Big and, wall. Yeah, giant wall. And to the south, Egypt, another uh, Muslim country where I'm positive the Egyptian people love their Muslim brothers and sisters and will do anything for them. Big old wall. Big old wall about 30 foot deep. Yes. It's, it goes, it starts 30 feet underground and then comes up to above the ground quite a big, quite a bit there. Um, hey, so is nobody asking, hey, why are none of these Arab nations putting their hand up and saying, hey, we'll take these people as refugees? I mean, you look at half the world said, oh, Ukraine's being invaded by Russia. We'll take all those refugees. We'll take as many as we right. can. Right. It's, it is, it is a bullheaded religious, it's fanaticism. When you're teaching your children in the school to hate Jewish people and to stab them, if you don't have a colonizer problem, you've got bloodthirsty terrorist religious uh, theocracy BS. Uh, When we get back, the squad um, is getting hammered by the White House. Uh, and did President Biden see the pictures of the babies, or did he not see the pictures of the babies? Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, one made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. I'm Ben 
Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more. The Gaza Strip's population is 1.7 million. The West Bank is 2.6 million. Uh, they've been told no water uh, or electricity until the hostages have been freed. Um, they have started to free some hostages. Uh, uh, killing some terrorists along the way. Uh, and getting Americans out has been an issue. Uh, our own Corey Mills uh, has taken it upon himself to uh, start helping some Americans get out here. Florida Republican Congressman Corey Mills. He is working to get Americans out of Israel every minute, that is. Um, and we understand that you helped rescue 32 Americans from Israel today. Can you tell us about those efforts? Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's unfortunate that I won't be able to share too many of the details. We're still running operations at this time. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of Americans that are trying to get out, uh, many who've uh, Flights have been canceled or they've actually been stuck into uh, an area that is no longer creating a permissible environment. Uh, so myself, I went in and uh, was was very thankful to be able to get uh, for the second time, by the way, I'll just add helping the Biden administration who has failed to do their job. First time I did it was in 2021 when I conducted the very first successful overland rescue of Americans. But here it is the second time doing the Biden administration's work because they have no plan. They have no strategy. Uh, to get these Americans out who are trapped in these church groups that have been left behind. You know, I just want to point out one thing. You know, the Biden administration continues to want to do these lids, but I think it's about time that the American people put a lid on the disastrous administration that continues to fail in their plan and strategy to be able to, you know, get Americans out or to uh, take into account the foreign policy phobe uh, that they actually create that actually leads to these types of incidents. He's a uh, uh, Florida man for sure. Uh, Biden says he does have some plans, but it would be crazy for him to tell you what they are. To advise and assist with recovery efforts. Now, the press is going to shout to me, and many of you are, that, you know, what are you doing to bring these, get these folks home? If I told you, I wouldn't be able to get them home. Folks, there's a lot we're doing. A lot we're doing. I have not given up hope of bringing these folks home. But the idea that I'm going to stand here before you and tell you what I'm doing is bizarre. So I hope you understand how bizarre I think it would be to try to answer that question. I think I want to know, are you working on it? Because so far, Corey Mills has been the only guy getting people out of Israel. That's one of the weirdest responses I've ever heard from a national leader anywhere. Instead of saying, yes, we have plans, we're working on them, uh, you know, it's they're they're in motion he goes out and goes like yeah we got plans but if i told you it how crazy would that be <laughs> like almost like he wants them to ask like hey what are you planning? i told you it'd be crazy if you asked me uh here he says uh he, he he kind of he says i never really thought that i would see have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheaded children before uh, I, I he's his, his sentences you know there's no syntax at all to a hero have confirmed pictures of terrorists i never really thought that i would see and have confirmed 
pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The White House came out and said, no, 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 no. He didn't see those pictures. Uh, the White House has come out and uh, against uh, made some comments about some squad members. Um, KJP was uh, asked for his response to the progressives and their focus on calling for an immediate ceasefire and for U.S. to stop funding Israel. Um our condemnation belongs squarely with the terrorists who were brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped, hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. There could be no equivocation about that. There are not two sides here. There are not two sides. Uh, they've been called, her the remarks, repugnant and disgraceful. Democratic Socialists of America have promoted a pro-Palestinian rally in Manhattan Sunday. Uh, Representative she, Than, Thanadar from Michigan, renounced her membership in the party in disgust at the rally, and she delayed response in her little delayed response to all that anger there. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do you think they, they instantly jumped on the Palestinian side and then they, oh, beheading babies? Yeah, I'm going to we'll back away from that. I mean, yeah, because that's their constituents are the pal- people that are pro-Palestine. And then they had to look into the fact to their own uh, internal looks and like, hey, we messed up. That was they are murdering babies. We kind of have to back that one back a little bit. Right. Unbelievable, man. Tomorrow, uh, have you made plans for your uh, global day of jihad tomorrow? Um, it's supposed no, to rain. No. So if you're yeah. going to go out jihadi, take an umbrella with you. Palestinian Hamas terror group and their uh, leader. Um, has called Mahmoud, Mahmoud, whatever his name is, for tomorrow uh, to, they, we declare next Friday, the Friday of the Al-Aqsa flood, which is the name of the operation they, over the weekend, as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world. And among the free people of the world, it's a day to rally support, offer aid, and participate actively. It is a day to expose the crimes of the occupation, isolate it, and foil all its aggressive schemes. Is it a day to demonstrate our love for Palestine, Jerusalem, and Al-Aqsa? It is a day for sacrifice, heroism, and dedication, and to earn the honor of defending the first Qibla of Muslims, the third holiest mosque, and the ascension of the trusted messenger. Uh... We call upon the free people of the world to mobilize the solidarity with our Palestinian people and in support of their just cause and legitimate rights to freedom, independence, return, and self-determination. Called on Palestinians within the West Bank. That's, you know, uh, Jews call it Judea and Samaria. Uh, to rise up against Israeli soldiers and they call on the Arab citizens of Israel, our people within the occupied territories of 1948, to revolt against the state. Friday the 13th. There's a lot of horror movies coming out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there'll be anything, but it may be a good idea tomorrow uh, to uh, be packing. Be safe, yes. <laughs> um, cops in NYPD, uh, they've ordered all NYPD officers to report in uniform after uh, he called for the day of global protests.
All uniform, all uniform members of the service in every rank will perform duty in the uniform uh, of the day and be prepared for deployment. Costs will not be granted excusals of or shift changes, and the order will remain in effect until further notice. After Khalid Mishal, former chief of Hamas, called on the Islamic world to stage protests on Friday. He didn't say anything about do some uh, 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 violence. What kind of did, didn't he? I mean, he did call it a day of jihad, which is, you know, kind of insinuating some violence. There's a lot of insinuation to it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those like, hey, I didn't tell you to. Uh, I just said go out and do, be active, you know, for yeah. the cause. I mean, I don't know where you got violence from. It's, it's like those uh, Philadelphia things where they're like, hey, we told everybody to go out and assemble and have some fun, not break into <laughs> a uh, liquor store. So they... The White House had to confirm that he did not see the pictures. They say the president nor U.S. officials have seen images or heard independently confirmed reports of beheaded children, said a White House spokesperson. I don't get it. They can't even tell the same lie. Yeah, this is a a ploy by the White House to... Misinformation uh, that maybe they don't misinformation, exist. Misinformation, not even, yeah, to exist because they don't want, uh, they're, they're basically like saying, oh, well, uh, I mean, yeah, you saw the the, the, ba- the dead babies were there, but uh, come on, they're this, the poor people of Palestine. They don't yeah. want, because they, <laughs> they don't want to be able to say that there's justification for uh, what Israel's doing. Oh, well. Uh, senior White House National Security aide told reporters immediately following the event that he had not seen the images. A different White House official directed the post uh, to comments by Tal Heinrich, a spokesperson for the Israeli Prime Minister uh, Bibi Netanyahu, um, who told CNN that they confirmed that toddlers were decapitated in Kfar Aza. Yeah, they're they're trying to uh, tamper down the rage that you're just the same as they posted multiple times, like, oh, we don't want Israel doing too many bad things. They need to be... Uh, Justify. Oh, there's no such thing as beheaded babies. Uh, you can't get they, they can't go too far. I've seen uh, photos of babies that had uh, gasoline thrown on them. They were soaked with gas and lit on fire to die, uh, which they did. Uh, yeah, I've seen images of baby uh, beds with blood in them. Babies stabbed in the back with their parents tied up in front of them, also stabbed afterwards. So you could tell that at one point they watched as they killed their child in front of them. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes they killed the the parents in front of the child just to torture the child. Yeah, but you go ahead and hang your hat on that deal. (laughs) Whew, man, that's a, that's a, um, you know, there's, I'm going to play it. This, this guy. Well, maybe I should. It's pretty dirty. Pretty, I mean, it's pretty. A guy who saw a pregnant woman who had been shot. Uh, here, it's right around here. And and here, I'll let him explain. He's on the phone. We get into the house and we see a pregnant lady. Pregnant lady in the uh, on the floor, and we turn her around. We turn around and the, the stomach is open, wide open. There's a baby connected, an unborn baby connected to the cord with a with a 
stabbed with a knife. And the mother is shot in the head. And you, 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 you're over there and you look and you think, you use the imagination to think what was first. Wow. If that's not enough to uh, <clears throat> upset you, uh, you're uh, a monster. Uh, the American uh, death toll is up to 27 now. Here's a father who got the news that his eight-year-old daughter, uh, who he became separated from, was, uh, in fact, killed in Israel. They just said, we found Emily. Uh, she's dead. And I went, yes! I went, yes! And smiled. Because that is the best news of the possibilities that I knew. That was the best possibility that I was hoping for. And we actually... I don't want to hear this lady, stupid. Uh... He explains why. Dead or in Gaza? And if you know anything about what they do to people in Gaza, that is worse than death. That is worse than death. The way they treat you, they'd have no food, they'd have no water. She'd be in a dark room filled with Christ knows how many people and terrified every minute, hour, day and possible years to come. Imagine that. Man. Uh, Israeli um, hospitals are um, uh, busy extracting semen from to freeze sperm uh, from some of the dead men. So to be, some, suddenly, uh, Dr. Yael Harir said it suddenly became uh, a main part of our work. Uh, uh, these are cases that happen from time to time, usually, uh, but there have been uh, many, many, many requests for them to... Uh, freeze sperm from their dead loved ones. That's pretty hardcore. They say Hamas had, been, Hamas had been planning this thing for two years. I don't understand how it how it could be going on for two years and not not even uh, some chatter in the system about it or uh, through all the intelligence agencies on this planet that that are actively involved in a, you know and, and, and that's a hotbed. <laughs> uh, to gather uh, intelligence. Uh, I don't know if maybe it was a... They looked at him like, I mean, what is Hamas going to do? Of course they're going to be training to do a terrorist act. We just don't know when it's going to be. Right. Oh, so maybe it's so common that it's no, it's not going to... It doesn't uh, stand out that they're, uh, you know, doing some, running some training yeah, exercises. Yeah, I mean, when you look out there, how often do we see the videos of, like, the uh, the ISIS and the Al-Qaeda terrorists doing the uh, monkey bars out in the desert? Right, yeah. Like, oh, they're training to do a terrorist attack. You just don't know when it's going to be. Um, U.S. Foreign, uh, Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall 
addressing the Hamas attack over the weekend and the failure of U.S. and Israeli intelligence to anticipate the attack, he said, we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event like this could happen. Uh, we know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. I don't want to get too much into the classified details, but a warning was given. I think the question was at what level was it given? They uh, have not responded to McCall's uh, claim yet. Um Biden has asked Congress to send more aid to Israel and called the attacks evil, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. Uh, I, you know, maybe they anticipated something or they, I don't even know that they're on super high alert over there, but it's a pretty unusual operation to not catch wind of. Uh, Justin Bieber. People should just, if you don't know much about the situation there, you really shouldn't comment on it. Uh, just proof of more celebrities that people expect a statement from a celebrity. And sometimes you should go, oh, yeah, I forgot that person's an idiot. They're just a celebrity. Right. Uh, his, his little attempt to address uh, Israel's fight against Hamas, he posted a praying for Israel graphic late last night, only to hastily take it down when critics pointed out that he added a picture of the Gaza Strip. He said to villainize all Palestinians or all Israeli people, to me, seems wrong. God, just shut up. I'm not interested in choosing sides. I'm interested in standing with the families who have give, who have been brutally taken from us. Again, yeah, just that is part of our uh, downfall as a culture is we listen to these <laughs> stupid ass people. Yeah. What makes you think that somehow uh, Justin Bieber is going to? Uh, they say yeah. something prolific, you know. There's not a point where I needed to hear from a Kardashian or Bieber or half of, honestly, all of Hollywood. I don't need to hear from any one of them about what my opinion should be about something. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I want to play that audio either. Some of the stuff I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm you know, they, all the stuff they filmed on the victims' own phones and then posted them through the victims' own Facebook pages of them being slaughtered and killed. And then they just drop the phone and, you know, someone's going to see it on social media. And you're seeing some of those now making their way to X and others. And, man, it is, it is, it is, it is tough to watch. Um, Elon Musk has taken down uh, hundreds of and hundreds of Hamas-linked X accounts. Um, they're linked to it. Uh, uh, so far since the start of the conflict, they've identified and removed hundreds of Hamas affiliated accounts from the platform, uh, proportionally and effectively assessing and addressing identified fake and manipulated content during this constantly evolving, shifting crisis uh, under the EU's Digital Services Act. Social media companies had to step up their policing in these platforms for illegal content. 
under the threat of fines. He said there's no place on X for terrorist organizations or violent extremists. Um, I haven't seen a lot of labeled content. Like, you're wrong, and here, you know, they, uh, what do they call it? They, uh, I see quite a bit of community notes on there. Do you? There's a lot of footage that you're seeing that's, uh, that is obviously fake, and I can't believe there's a lot of people that keep falling for literal video game scenes, uh, and they have to label that as community notes. Like, hey, dumbasses, this is a video game scene. Um, you know, um, The Young Turks, it's a podcast. Pretty popular, the one of the hosts there, Sank Uger. Am I saying that right? I know it's Sank. Uh, I think so. Sank C E N K Uger. It's U Y G U R. Has announced that he'll be joining the 2024 presidential race as a Democrat. But this shows you how full of s these people are, and 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 and, and this show in particular. First of all, they're huge hypocrites. They they contradict themselves constantly uh, on ideological stuff. Uh, but also, Sank Uger was born in Istanbul. So that's uh, going to be a bit of a problem. He says um, if he does win, then he'll go to the Supreme Court uh, or, uh, you know, he ran for uh, Congress in 2020, uh, came in fourth place. Can you even be nominated? Oh, what's he I'll saying? Be, when he I, says, I'll, I'll, if I win, I'll go to the Supreme Court. Win what? Right. I, I can't. I don't think you can. He can't. He can't fill out the paperwork. Yeah, I don't it, think you can be a Democratic nominee even. This guy's an idiot. Um. Dylan Mulvaney. It's back in the news again. This time, he's won an award. And in the UK, there is a gay magazine called Attitude. Attitude. And of course, they choose, like every other publication, their Woman of the Year. The Woman of the Year Award, supported by Virgin Atlantic, goes to Dylan Mulvaney. Jesus, Palomino. It's never going to go away, is it? I'm more impressed that there's still magazines giving out awards. Yeah. Do, it, it does every everyone out there with an award for Woman of the Year have to give it to a biological man? I, guess, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. ESPN and, uh, I mean... How do women feel about that? I, I mean, really... I would be pretty pissed if I was a woman. Oh, God. There's more to that, but you don't want to hear it. Uh, John, uh, John Kirby at the White House wants you to know that he, he, he is absolutely outraged that so many Americans uh, are blaming Biden for giving, uh, making a $6 billion available for Iran. Uh, he's got to explain it again. In certain audiences, inconvenient facts are easy to forget. <laughs> The regime was never going to see a dime of that money. 
And this account, although it's moved from South Korea to Qatar, was set up by the previous administration for this exact purpose. In fact, I think it was back in 2018, the former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, actually talked in quite some detail uh, about how this money and these accounts could only be used for humanitarian purposes and that there was going to be oversight. We've done nothing different. It is the same process. All we've done is move that funds from South Korea, where for some technical reasons it wasn't accessible, to Qatar, where it is more accessible. All that said, none of it has been accessed by the Iranian, uh, by uh, by Iranian, uh, by by Iran at all. And even if they had accessed it, it wouldn't go to the regime. It would go to approved vendors that we approved to go buy food, medicine, and medical equipment, agricultural products, and ship it into Iran directly to the benefit of the Iranian people. And let me ask you one other. Has the United States independently verified the photos released by the Israeli Prime Minister's Twitter account today showing the images of dead children? I don't think we're going to be in the business of, of, uh, of uh, having to uh, validate or approve uh, those images are coming from the Prime Minister of Israel, um, and we have absolutely no reason to doubt their authenticity. Why, why do people want, they just want that to go away? I also love that he contradicted himself where he said uh, it was in South Korea where it was unaccessible and we moved it to Qatar where it was more accessible. Right. Wasn't the whole thing that it was not supposed to be accessible and yet you just stated that we moved it to make it more accessible. Well, I mean, there's by approved vendors, you know, to buy, yeah, uh, you know, uh, agriculture, some seeds and some uh, uh, a plow, you know, stuff like that. And and they're going to trust Mahmoud's plow company to uh, be on the up and up and uh, not ship missiles and just really ship uh, plows. <laughs> um, the uh, 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 inflation is not going away. It's not being eased. And there's a trillion dollar deficit. But when I get back, Joy Behar wants you to know that everything is kick ass in our economy. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY Tonellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio. Uh, later. Got some great audio for our Georgia listeners. Of Clayton County Commissioner Felicia, what's her? Whatever, Felicia. Drunk. <laughs> Claiming somebody put something in her drink. Uh, which didn't happen. <laughs> uh, all right, so, you know, uh, we've, our, our, we've, uh, our, our deficit has gone to one point, I think, seven trillion dollars. Uh, we have uh, spiraling oil co- uh, co- costs. We have uh, food inflation, uh, seven point something percent interest. But things are pretty good over at the view. The economy is booming. Yeah. Inflation is down. The stock market is doing well. Uh, people are having an easier time putting bread on the table, etc. He doesn't seem to be getting the credit for that. Only 41% approval. Is it because they think he's old? Because I don't see anything else they can point to with, with him particularly. The, <laughs> the economy is booming. Nothing else yeah. you can point to? 
an open southern border, seven and a half million illegal aliens into the country. We don't know where a lot of them are. No, it's everything's peachy. Uh, I mean, enjoy Behar's world. It's perfect. Man, Jesus, how can you be so stupid? Because she's another person has probably never looked at her finances in 25 right. years. She got a guy. You know, you got a guy that he calls her up every once in a while. Like, hey, Joy, the bank account's only got $40,000 in it. What do you want me to do? You, know, you want oh, me to transfer? Oh, that's not enough. Yeah, you want me to transfer a little over so you can have a little shopping money? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a push, man, to make you, you know, pee on your leg and tell you it's raining. It just blows me away. Well, they, they just can't figure out why nobody likes Biden. Yeah. I can't figure out how the guy that's told- under so many criminal charges is up at 10 points in some states. We told you that, that Donald Trump was a criminal. We told you that Joe Biden was a great president and the economy is good, but you still don't approve of him. Uh, Trump thinks that uh, Biden's on something. And sometimes he, you, it wears off. There's never been a time where we've been closer. We're inches away, and we have a man that literally can't speak. He can't get off a stage. The other day, he tried to get off a stage. Now, look, I'm up here now. There are a lot of people. There's a lot of television going crazy. There's so much. I'm up here. But, you know, when I'm finished, I'm going to look over there. I'm going to see an exit. I'm going to look over there. I can take that one, that one. And what I can't do is walk through the back wall. <laughs> then he turned her. Did you see the other day? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know what happens after about 20 minutes, the stuff that he's taking wears off. So it gets really gets a little groggy. Gets a little bit groggy. They say, get him off the stage. That's wearing off, man. <laughs> get him off. No, no, no. And I'm sure that the cocaine that they found in the White House that nobody... For, I, I'm sure... I feel certain it had nothing to do with Hunter and Joe, by the way. Here, Dad, have a little of this stuff. It's going to liven you up a little bit. (laughs) Can you imagine they found a stash that you wouldn't believe and nobody laid claim to it? (laughs) Here, Dad, have a little bit of this. Oh, that is hysterical. Um, Apparently, if you want to work at 60 Minutes... You got to be willing to bang somebody for a story. Is that in the like contract? Uh, no, but it certainly pops up in the interview. In a new lawsuit, uh, claims that uh, sixty minutes has long been a cesspool of sex harassment. Allegations that star correspondent Leslie Stahl, uh, including this, uh, once asked a female job applicant whether she'd be willing to quote use her body to secure stories. Her name is Alexandra Poulos. She uh, worked for a producer there for, as a producer for more than 10 years. Uh, pretty prestigious gig. Fired in February last year. Filed suit against CBS uh, alleging rampant misogyny. Uh, she was interviewed by Leslie Stahl, who allegedly inquired whether she'd be willing to have sex with somebody, use her body to secure a story. Uh, she says in the lawsuit she never heard uh, a man use his body to Get a story. Uh, you know that means that Leslie Stahl used her body to get a lot of stories. Yeah. In the day, she looked pretty good. Not anymore. Um, 
She said she was not spared from the toxic environment against women that has long plagued the network that her former supervisor, Shakar Baron, repeatedly subjected Poodles to emotional abuse and sexual harassment over the course of several years. He made derogatory comments about her physical appearance uh, and other women's physical appearance, adding that he, quote, regularly mocked Stahl's face and body, referred to, referred to her as uh, disgusting. Uh, Jeff Fager, the former 60 Minutes showrunner, was dismissed over sexual misconduct claims that he uh, were leveled against him. Uh, according to the suit, Baron's behavior was no secret for the newsroom. <clears throat> uh, executive producer allegedly told Poulos that he had his own experiences with Baron's temper, believed that Baron had a mood disorder. Will you be willing to bang someone for a story? That's an odd question. I mean, you're a journalist. I mean, is that, I don't know, is that, is that part of the, do you learn that in journalism school? I'm um, sure, but all it makes me think of is Andy Rooney using his body oh, to search for a story. <laughs> I'm Andy Rooney, and I'm willing to have sex with you now. Uh, Leslie Stahl also allegedly once told Poulos that she respected her for not formally complaining about, uh, complaining about Baron, her manager. According to the suit, Baron told Poulos, came into her and said he had been watching pornography on his work computer one night. It was extremely anxious the next morning because Stahl asked to use his laptop at the airport. and He was unsure whether he had closed all the windows of pornography. <laughs> all right, Leslie, you can use my laptop, but just delete the history after you're done. Yeah, you might uh, uh, disregard the, uh, the home page when it pops up there. <laughs> uh, she claims that CBS retaliated against her even after her firing uh, they, she notified CBS of her intent to pursue legal claims against the country, uh, the company. The uh, the network solicited negative information about Poodles from colleagues, both within and outside the company, in an attempt to undermine her well documented success and good reputation with her in, within her industry. Man, it's we're finding out that news. Maybe if they just went back to news instead of doing. You know, liberally slanted puff pieces all the time. Uh, you'd you know, you'd stop the sexual harassment if people were actually doing some journalism. They wouldn't have you know, time to lean, time to clean. Yeah, there was a lot of sexual harassment then too. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, but that was back in the day where you could tell your secretary that she had great gams every morning too. So, <laughs> and she saw it as a compliment. <laughs> uh, all right. Time to get to Felicia. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Um, let me get the uh, the story. Did I get a print out? I printed it out, didn't I? Yeah. She was in a bar, and uh, she was had a couple of beverages. Uh, she was drunk outside. She fell on the floor and on the ground outside the bar, and at the uh, you know down at the what's the name of this bar? The 404. The 404 Sports Bar and Grill in September on September 29th, uh, Felicia Franklin says she was drugged. Here is the uh, the Channel 2 news. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. We can bring you key parts of Commissioner Franklin's side because we've got video of her interview with that police sergeant. Get him off my face! You gotta get him off my face! I don't give a f- Get up out my face! Whoa, the language on this woman. Get up out my face. 
Man. That's, uh... There's more. After reviewing all these hours of video and body cam video, there is no evidence to support the claim of Miss Franklin having something put in her drink. I don't know what they gave me. From the body cam in the video. I don't know what they gave me. <laughs> video uh, at 44 Sports Bar and Greer. This is Clayton County Commissioner Felicia Franklin. That is correct. The Clayton County Commissioner, the cameras, <laughs> and her claims suggesting she may have been drugged. Morrow Police Sergeant Scott Stewart says he reviewed hours of police body cam video and security video from inside the 404 Sports Bar and Grill to determine what caused Clayton County Commissioner Felicia Franklin to pass out outside the club and later behave combatively in a Morrow Fire EMS ambulance after an officer summoned help because she may have hit her head outside 404 the night of September 29th. She's been on medication for two weeks. A Morrow Police document says, quote, there is no evidence to support the claim of Ms. Franklin having something put in her drink. Um, they had to go uh, and, and, and find out exactly. So uh, thank God this bar has a elaborate security camera system. Um, you know, you could see how this could protect them from liability, uh, among other things. Um, and it's pretty, especially since I looked at the footage and it wasn't a very busy bar, not like a club that's hopping at night really? where you're like, okay. I mean, there was like six guys just walked past your drink. You could probably obviously tell if, you know, somebody, maybe right. there's like nobody in this bar. It's just her for most of the footage I saw. <laughs> She's putting them away too. This is obtained from video at 404 sports bar and grill unquote. We are pending a, a subpoena for uh, blood to see if blood work was done at uh, the hospital when she went. They didn't draw blood for whatever reason. Michelle Franklin has told us her doctor says her behavior and symptoms were consistent with someone having drugged her with GHB. Or having too much to drink. Commonly known as a date rape drug. And in fairness, one video shows... Hold on. You've seen this picture of this woman? You think somebody wanted to date rape her? No. She looks like uh, like uh, Maxine. I don't know what they gave. Are you okay? No, What's I'm not. I don't know what they gave Where's your me. Curtain? Sergeant Stewart said a receipt collected from 404 Sports Bar and Grill indicates Commissioner Franklin paid the tab with a credit card called Committed to Elect Felicia. He suggested a document <laughs> indicates she had three of the That's Home Run drinks. A police document indicates it contains 40-proof Hennessy and Grand Marnier. Um, she paid it for her with her elect Felicia credit card, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that sounds like that's a campaign finance uh, yeah, violation. It, it, yeah, you'd think. Plus, a glass of wine was ordered. A, a, a nine ounce pour was ordered. The waitress here is delivering the uh, first drink of wine to uh, Commissioner Franklin that she ordered. This is the first home run drink that Miss uh, Franklin ordered after the wine. That would be the second home run that was ordered by Miss Franklin. That's the part where she left the drink at the table. Nobody touches it at that table as well. So that's the uh, home run drink delivered by the uh, waitress there. We believe it's her fourth drink. <laughs> uh, so she had four home runs. Hennessy and, and, and anything is bad form. Cognac is not meant to be a, a, a something you mix. It's supposed to be, you know, pour it in a snifter, enjoy it. You know, you don't mix it with what? I mean, what is that? Is a, spat, a splash of a 7-Up in there, too? 
I'm going to look it up here and see what the actual drink is. Yeah. She, uh, they're trying to determine what caused her to pass out while outside the club and later become combative with uh, the uh, EMS people. The home run. Let's see the home run. It's $15. Well, wow. It's a uh, smoked Tennessee sidecar. Prepared in smoked double rocks glass with Hennessy, smoked Demara, Demamara, lemon juice, and Grand Marnier. All right. And she had three of those. Mm. Uh, and a glass of wine. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, this is funny. She said during her interview, uh, I want to be very blunt with you. Uh, I had five drinks. She said, I didn't drink five drinks. I, I didn't order five drinks. Or I, did I order five drinks? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the fifth Drake referred to in the interview with the commissioner was a swig of someone else's beer, which he observed in the video. Uh, I'm assuming that picked up with the Corona to me, whatever it was, a beer bottle. She said during the interview, that's when I started feeling funny after the, the band left. What I told you when I first walked in, that's when I got fuzzy because I don't remember. Uh, she was adamant that she did not have five drinks and suggested that some of the drinks on her bill must have been for other people. Uh, he said she did not consume. He said she did not consume all, or at least her first home run drink, but did confirm some consumption of other drinks. I didn't even order food. I don't care who Patty is. You're my patient. A, a responder said uh, <laughs> on body cam footage. <laughs> I don't know who Patty is. I don't care who Patty is. You're my patient. Um, Someone in the background has heard, stop, Felicia, get your hands off him. Get out of my face. Ma'am, you're about to go to jail. I don't give a F. Get out of my face. <laughs> um, it sounded like she had people there, you know. Uh, I'm sure she had like people from her campaign office. Right. You'd think that they might say, hey, Felicia, you want to slow down on the home runs, girl. You're getting a little, you know. She'll be reelected. Yeah, she'll be fine. Don't you know? Nobody will even remember this. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we're going to get to this a little bit more when we get back, but somebody you know and love may soon be killed randomly by a falling satellite. <sighs> Yeah. SpaceX is putting up internet satellites like crazy. Then uh, some 28,000 of them will be, uh, uh, 28,000 pieces of them will be falling from the sky each year. Um, the chance of one falling and surviving its fall to the ground and injuring or killing somebody would be uh, 0.6 per year. <clears throat> which would make it likely to happen once every two years. There's also a chance that one could fall through the sky and pose a risk to an aircraft. But those odds are point zero 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 seven per year by the year 2035. Why do they have to keep making more reasons for me not to get into an airplane? <laughs> 
I mean, it's already bad enough that you're there's like a crazy person on there. There's an old lady in my diary oh, down the aisle. Well, there's a chance there's a satellite crash through the top of it and kills us all. <laughs> or a, a, a platypus running around. What was that? An otter running around on the ground somewhere. <clears throat> That's. Uh, I mean, do, do these. Does Elon, I mean, is there a certain, do they put up 28,000 because they know that a bunch are going to fall at some point? I mean, they're not designed to last forever, correct? Yeah, I mean, they're going to come out of the sky. Uh, actually, there's a lot of places where we have that uh, your company, DirecTV, just recently got fined a bunch of money because you're supposed to, after when you're, it's got, they got satellites that got like a five-year lifespan to them. Really, that's it. And then they're told to direct them into basically a junk graveyard that over time it falls out of orbit and burns itself up. And they didn't move it out in time, and they got fined like $5 million for that. Wow. Uh, but it becomes uh, not, not useful or just expires and whatever authority. That's a mix of both, yeah. I mean, they, technology-wise, five years is pretty much junk by then. Right. Plus, it's you know been up there getting beat around and stuff. Okay. And they can control the way it moves somewhat. And that's why we have a Space Force. That's its job at some point is to get off the ground and get up there into cleaning up that space uh, junk that we have up there. Hmm. Uh, SpaceX disagrees with them. They believe that the, the uh, analysis used to calculate the number of de- is deeply flawed and based on a false assumption about the danger posed by satellites. They are more likely to burn up on reentry than uh, the report assumes. The company's uh, engineer wrote in a letter. Uh, said, yeah, they just they, they disintegrate and burn before they even uh, reach the ground. I I can't recall stories about a satellite crashing to the ground. Uh, you hear them every once in a while, but oh. usually for the most part they land in the ocean. We don't care about that. Oh yeah, so. that's true. Well, <clears throat> there's you know don't look up because uh, you uh, could uh, be crushed. Damn. When we return, Bigfoot has been spotted. I, it, I've seen this video, and I've seen a blown-up version of it, and it's convincing because it's not, you know, you could definitely tell it's either someone in a suit or it's a real Bigfoot. In Colorado, people are on a, a tour, a, a, a train tour, looking out the window at the beautiful uh, uh, area, and you know what? Well, I'll give you my theory on it, but but it's he's taking a dump. Is he squatting down? Yeah, yes, or is he resting? No, you can look because he looks over the train and it's that got that look on his face of like, oh crap, they finally caught me and I'm taking a dump in a field. <laughs> it's not the way I wanted to be caught. <laughs> um, we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it next. Hang on, it's the Shannon. Oh, your remarks as well. The Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Couple is on a uh, a sightseeing tour, I guess it is more a nature, uh, you know, where they get on a train and they look out the window and uh, and they see uh, whatever the the, the the countryside. It's supposed to be a romantic break. Uh, so 
they captured a uh, Bigfoot on a camera. He's wandering on the side of a mountain. Then he sits down to uh, take a little rest. It's all in broad daylight. Shannon and Stetson Parker, on a trip, their 10th wedding anniversary, uh, claimed to have observed the creature while enjoying their sightseeing tour. We were looking for elk in the mountains, and my husband sees something moving, and we can't really explain it. So he's like, it's Bigfoot. It was at least six, seven feet tall. It matched the sage in the mountains so much that he's like camouflage when he's crouching down. If you had asked us before we went on this trip, if uh, if we would say maybe Bigfoot could be real, we we now convinced. Uh, he he's walking and then he squats. Uh, and they say that's you know really unexplainable. I, I gather this is a remote area they're in. It doesn't look like. I mean, I don't know if you look the other way. Like one way, you got Bigfoot on a mountain. The other way is a city. If it's that type of thing, I don't know. I, it looks pretty remote. No, they said it's a pretty remote area. Do you think? Here's what. Here's what I think. I'll play a, an expert's breakdown of it here in a minute. <laughs> um, I think business has been slow for the train tour company, and they hired a guy to wear a Bigfoot suit. And they knew the time when he, when the train was coming, and he got in it, and uh, this is what happened. And now, I bet their sales are through the roof. He can't get he can't get on this train anymore. I mean, it's very possible. I will give him credit. Uh, the Bigfoot, ma- uh, if it is a suit, boy, does it match the countryside, though. I mean, when he he sits down, kind of in the brush, if you're not looking directly in that spot, it is perfect camouflage. Well, that's how the Bigfoot has evolved, uh, Easy. Is, uh, you know, he's uh, to be more so he can hide. That's why they're so elusive. <laughs> I will also make another point out. If you look at the Bigfoot, there are going to be a lot of women trying to find out of the woods to figure out whatever uh, conditioner the Bigfoot <laughs> is using because has the silkiest damn hair possible. It, it, it is. It could be a, a Prell commercial. Here's the... Uh, yeah, it, it, it this it's like very shiny. Yeah. It's almost like a Breck girl's hair, you know. Here's the uh, uh, a Bigfoot expert looking in the sights aboard a train chugging along from Durango to Silverton. When their journey took a wild twist, as they were sitting comfortably in their seats, cruising through the beautiful Colorado wilderness, their eyes caught something odd. Amidst the vast expanses of nature, a strange figure. Em- why does this guy have to tell it like he's writing a book? <laughs> That's that Bigfoot evidence uh, on Twitter. He knows exactly what he's doing. Merged, strolling along a remote hillside. The Parkers were quick to grab their cameras, and another passenger rolled video, capturing what some people believe to be a Bigfoot. The date was October 8th, 2023. This does not appear to be your everyday hiker. The figure has a distinctive saunter that's more akin to something you'd see in other footage of alleged Bigfoots. It's covered in a thick coat of brown hair, blending seamlessly with the autumn backdrop, yet its upright stance sets it apart from the usual woodland critters as it meanders through the tall grass. It occasionally squats, <laughs> perhaps examining the terrain or maybe foraging. It's hard to... Or maybe taking a dump, right? That's what it looks like to me. Like you He know looks that- around, he's like, all right, I'm, uh, this is a good spot. Well, let's assume that every time anyone's seen a Bigfoot, it's a guy in a Bigfoot suit. Uh, and I don't know uh, where one would get a Bigfoot suit. 
At the local Bigfoot Student Emporium. I mean, if you saw Bigfoot near Durango, Colorado, would you search Durango area costume uh, uh, places and see if perhaps they've sold a Bigfoot suit recently? Or, it's an elaborate suit. It can't yeah, be cheap. Somebody else made their own Bigfoot suit. Maybe this dude, that's this dude's kink. <laughs> he's a fluffy. He's a, what do they call it? Fluffy? He's a uh, furry. Furry. Yeah, but he's a Bigfoot furry. That's his persona. Uh, f- Did you Have you noticed this one? And in almost every other, uh, that other famous picture of a Bigfoot walking, that they all walk with the backs of their hands facing forward. Like this. Yeah, like not, not like a normal person where it walks with, you know, your hands like down to your side. Yeah, but that's more of a uh, uh, an ape-like walking with your hands. Well, Yo Frey walked like that, too. Yeah, that's true. That. He was very Bigfoot-esque. He sure was. It was like a couple of uh, uh, chromosomes away. Um, that's uh, Randy the Engineer says that's, he's ridden that train a couple times before, and it is impossible to get out there unless you have a helicopter to that well, remote area. Yeah. Really? To tell from the distance, but every movement feels natural unscripted. The terrain is a mix of grassy plains and patches of foliage. The kind of place you'd imagine Bigfoot would call home. It's wild, untouched. The tall grass provides a veil of secrecy. So when this footage hit the social media waves, it really stirred the pot and got people talking. Um, the pot has been stirred. The pot has been stirred, and uh, Fred's uh, scenic tours is booked solid. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Important Bigfoot's like, damn it, now I gotta move again. Uh, she said it didn't look like a, a, a hunter because a hunter would have a weapon, like a bow, since it's bow season. And it didn't seem to be carrying anything. It would be a dumbass hunter to wear a Bigfoot costume out there to go hunting. No kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't th- yeah, you take it a lot. If you are a, a, a Bigfoot impersonator guy, you take it a lot of risk. Uh, been a, a busy year for uh, Bigfoot sightings. One was caught on a camera in the woods of Mississippi earlier in the year. I've... <laughs> Sounds like uh, Yofrey. Those that claim to have seen Bigfoot have described everything from a large, upright ape to an actual hairy human. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This was pretty, and it's, a, it's that's that seems to be. It looks remote as hell. Would a Bigfoot be out in the open? And what does the Bigfoot eat? Is he a carnivore? Is he a herbivore? Is he an omnivore? I'm, I'm guessing if he is a um, the missing link, which is always what people seem to think that he would be a sort of omnivore. Hmm. University of Arizona believes the, uh, uh, the folklore comes from an extinct giant ape called Gigantopithecus that lived in tandem with early humans. Maybe one or two survived, right? Yeah, old early humans like, yeah, old Gigantopithecus over there. Oh, yeah. We got, do you have any, uh, any uh, uh, good hunting today? Yeah, I've got a Gigantopithecus and uh, an elk. A German couple has come from Munich to America in order to get married at a McDonald's. Uh, Don't they have McDonald's in Germany? I'm certain they do. Yeah, but it's not. They're German McDonald's. They're not American McDonald's. 
This is, uh, they say, I don't know, uh, the food can't be that bad in Germany. Uh, Kathy and Mike Holler and their 23 guests uh, rolled through a drive-thru in a red Mustang with the establishment's jingle plastered across the doors, golden arches on the hood. Uh... Kathy said, I think when someone asked me about my favorite part of the wedding, one of the first things that will come to mind up is McDonald's. It was a unique, special time. Man, I pulled up the menu for McDonald's in Germany, and the first thing that shows up is a McDouble chili cheese. What? Yeah. I'm, are you kidding I'm me? I'm already upset. <laughs> Why are they going to our America? <laughs> wow, they're mega... McDonald's fans, world travelers, and they love it. It's a very American thing. They, they, they've eaten at McDonald's in Japan and Israel, all over Europe, and they always have a good time. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they have very a thing nice. called a chicken burger. Mike wore his McDonald's tie, and the guests all received McDonald's-themed playing cards as gifts. <laughs> She says, the next time I, I'm at a McDonald's, I'll have these beautiful memories with me. And probably a half undigested quarter pounder in my colon. <laughs> Got any remarks? No, we have a lot of remarks. Oh, yes. better hurry up then. From the Florida Man Radio app. Uh-oh, something happened to mine. Anyway, I'm going to get it to you. Uh, it's a great app. There we go. Now the bottom is a little microphone, so you can leave uh, a 30-second message or get involved with it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Topic, but when you said that you should charge attempted murder for selling a gun to however, uh, I feel the same way about, like, porch piracy. You charge them with grand theft virtual because they wouldn't have sold it if they knew it was just a pack of uh, toilet paper. Yeah, those kids learning to hate Jews. Was that Harvard University? Yep. Yes, Harvard. And Yale and Tufts. I talked to my wife last night about not leaving me unattended inside my chamber because I could suffer another accident like yesterday. And she answered me, Depends. So I was happy until I thought maybe she wants me to wear Depends. That's a funny joke. That was that was good. You could Actually, have structured it differently if you cut it off at Depends and let the people right. marinate on a little bit. <laughs> hey, Shando! Super happy to hear you telling the real history of what's gone on there in the last hundred years. It's amazing the ignorance that comes out of our education system. And it's amazing the propaganda that our own media and government cover up to kill Jews and how much the left in our country hates Jews and hates the Jewish state. How someone like Debbie Wasserman Schultz can be a part of that party yeah. is disgusting. And then she runs off to Israel. Here, here. Yep. It's amazing how many uh, Jews living in America are liberal. I think. Howdy, Shando. It's Nate in Bakersfield, California. 
So all these people that are uh, saying they stand with Palestine or, you know, they're supporting uh, Hamas or whatever their their, their deal is, um, this Hamas and Palestine, they're trying to do the exact same thing to the, to the Jews that Hitler did. So anybody that's supporting Palestine supports Hitler. Yes. So many of these leftist organizations have been getting well ahead of their skis. Uh, and I think that this is Harvard's Bud Light moment. All their noses are about to touch the snow. We just need to give them a little bit of a shove so they can tumble into oblivion. It just goes to show how phony all the, and inflated all their reputations are. It's like a couple of them decided to go streaking at the quad and encourage everybody. Mm-hmm. Only three of them went, and they realized they got little wieners, and they panicked. <laughs> okay, and just for the record, that's a big fat no. That was not the voice of experience. Beedoo beedoo. Hmm. Hey, Shannon. The death toll of the American citizens killed in Israel is at 27. So I'm guessing now Biden is going to check his watch 27 times. Oh. If I told you the plan, I'd, um, uh, I'd have to kill you, too. Uh, well, anyway. So, Shannon, let me get this straight. You've got college kids across the country that are holding protest and are pro-Palestine and anti-Israel. These are the same kids that want my hard-earned tax dollars to pay back their school loans? I don't think so. Hey guys, so with these warnings coming out for tomorrow, I've spoke to some friends as well, and uh, I don't know many of us that are going to be leaving home without packing. Some days I do, some days I don't. Tomorrow I'll be carrying, and uh, I've said all along, you're going to be able to say a lot of things about me at the end of my life, but victim wasn't one of them. Beedoo beedoo. If you haven't seen this, it's been the plan of uh, the jihad all along. It's always going to be 10, 13, 23. You, you know, do the math. 10 plus 13 equals 23. Kind of, I don't know, 9-11-ish if you ask me. I never thought I'd see raisins in my oatmeal. Breaking news update. There are no raisins in the president's oatmeal. What about the chocolate sprinkles in my vanilla pudding? Well, anyways. Man, them clips you played are brutal, man. I hope they wipe that piece of crap off the map. It's hard to hear. You got to wonder what kind of human being could do that, and a group of them all willing to do it. Yeah, that that one of that dad is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's quite a coincidence I rode by a bar today and it said Jameson and Jihad party tomorrow on Friday and then Shannon just happens to be taken off tomorrow 
yesterday's show crew here. You guys were talking about ACT scores suffering. And, you know, when I was in school and I had to do a report, I had to go to this place called the library, take like a bag of dimes to do copies and break out the world book encyclopedias and look through microfilm and stuff. And we had to actually seek the information. Now you can just Google it. It's real easy, which is great unless the whole thing collapses. And then if your skill set only consists of knowing how to order Starbucks and uh, play Fortnite, you're going to be screwed. That's true. How do we get our hands on that approved vendor list for Iran aid? I'm willing to bet a lot of money that they just happen to be LLCs based out of Delaware <laughs> with dubious ownership ties. How do I get my name on the approved vendor list? Yeah. B2B2. Yeah. Afternoon, dudes and dudettes. I couldn't call in yesterday, but I just thought I'd let you know you might find it cool. I was working in middle south Georgia in the middle of nowhere. Your show fires up, and I'm listening to you. And the next-door neighbor is going to get her mail, and she's listening to you guys on her phone. How cool is that? Sweet. She's also a huge Kimmer fan. That's how she learned about you was by Kimmer being on your show. Awesome. Shout-out to the lady. Um, Cameron Pete uh, later in the program final hour the Trump stand up is the best I, I haven't laughed so hard in a long time he's great <laughs> hello men and Heather uh, Kevin and Noir <laughs> hey look easy uh, man you gotta lay off with that Andy Rooney stuff brother oh have I got a visual that it's going to take a while to wash that out of my mind. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, be do be do. You ever wonder why? Stupid, sexy Andy Rooney. <laughs> Damn, Felicia. This is your first time blacking out. You'll get it. You'll get it. That's the last home run she ever has, I'll tell you that. <laughs> She'll be back there next week. Give me another home run. I love the home runs. All right, guys, and Heather, Kevin again, real quick. Um, this woman in Clayton County, Georgia. <laughs> okay, I heard that she got four home runs, okay? So that means she touched every base, scored a run, which has been damn near impossible with the Braves in this playoff. So, hey, <laughs> good for her. Home run commissioner, whatever. B-do-be-do. So I don't know if anybody would be interested, but I'm thinking about starting a GoFundMe page to raise funds for a paid-for, all-inclusive vacation package to the Gaza Strip for Joy Behar, one-way ticket. That woman is an absolute a-hole and is, is literally just lying to people. I follow the markets every day for her to say the stock market's doing great and that inflation's under control is a lie. Huh. Producer price index comes out yesterday, triple what they expected. Consumer price index comes out today, double what they expected. Do your homework, you idiot. Sick of her. Yeah. Lies. I've always said you're at your most vulnerable when you're taking a dump. Be-do-be-do. <laughs> My producer, Colin Brady, was on the toilet once, and his wife came in and started punching him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Uh, no. And now, 30 seconds with Andy Rooney. Hi. Did you ever wonder why I ended up in hell? So did I. 
You know, at first I thought it was maybe because I did something in World War II, but that wasn't it. It was because I grew my eyebrows so long. That really peeves God off. That and the fact that I was a Giants fan. God hates the Giants. Well, that's it. Hey, is that Uncle Ted? Hey, Ted, let's have a drink. There's no better show than the Shannon Burke show. You go from tears in your eyes to picturing Bigfoot pinching off a loaf in the woods. All in a matter of 15 minutes. I love it. <laughs> I can light things up, you know. Hey, guys. Bigfoot 53802. Someone slipped me a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where can I get that footage from uh, Trump talking about Joe Biden being on something that is hilarious. I was laughing the whole time. I'm a bus driver. I'm driving the bus listening to you guys on my earpiece and laughing the whole time. My customer's looking at me trying to figure out what's going on. Where can I find it? What did you want to see the the Trump uh, uh, oh. Biden on Coke. Uh, it's on Twitter. I'll, I'll retweet it. Thank you for listening while you're uh, working. Oh, Shannon's on another guy. I'm still sick. You could tell that voice. I just want you to know, I saw a bigger foot the last night when I, with the white Suhan Law, when I take off panties. I tell her, Go to beauty salon. Get trim. It's ridiculous. Okay, got to go. Bye. I heard that Fetterman is a shaved Bigfoot. Ah, uh, there's some Fetterman jokes coming at you. I'm pretty sure that John Fetterman is a Bigfoot in a hoodie. Um... Do you see, uh, what was he on? Uh, he was on Kimmel. Was it, was it Kimmel or was it Colbert? It might have been Colbert. One of the two I saw him that oh, doesn't seem like they're sending the smartest people to Hollywood. One of the funniest. Or to uh, D.C. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Did he just joke on himself? I, I think so. Well, I think he thought he was joking on Republicans, but he forgot to maybe... We're figuring out that he's often yeah. regarded as an idiot? Yes. God. I, they also gave him a uh, tuxedo shirt to wear, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's in a hoodie on the show. Uh. Hey, guys. Great show, as always. What about... What, what do you think if that was a dude in a suit? in Colorado in the Bigfoot and then the real Bigfoot came up and said damn I got me a chick <laughs> and just had its way with her it <laughs> him her whatever it is I, I that would I, I don't think that'd be fun I don't think it'd be worth the extra money on the train that they're making B2B2 Bigfoot uh, 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 being raped it's a well-known fact that Bill Bigfoot is not a gentle lover. No, no, he's not at all. And he really has little regard for your uh, satisfaction either. <laughs> Selfish, really. All right, we uh, getting dark? Uh, we're talking fun with decapitations.
Fun with decapitations. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's next. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Spot, the Don Miller Show, Bill O'Reilly, Dan Bongino, Shannon Burke, and Jesse Kelly. Usually just going one step too far. Yup. Florida Man Radio. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Well, Microsoft has had to uh, lobotomize their uh, Bing's image generating AI. It's called the Dal E3 powered image generating AI. <clears throat> they integrated it into Bing's platform a week ago. <clears throat> You've probably seen some of the some of the things have been uh, have been produced with it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that I find them problematic, but some people, but you know, some people are so damn sensitive about stuff. Uh, they're able to generate, people have been able to generate um, problematic and uh, copyright infringement laden AI generations of beloved cartoon characters like Mickey Mouse doing things like wearing a bomb covered vest and perpetrating the 9 11 terror attacks flying an airplane into the Twin Towers. <clears throat> I see a couple of different people in the cockpit flying. And uh, yeah, I've seen the uh, Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift one. That's funny. Um, Microsoft appears to have tightened the grip up on their image generator since uh, a uh, <laughs> they tested it today. They were able to create uh, Donald Duck flying a plane. Donald Duck flying a plane into New York City. Once they included any language about towers, however, we were greeted with a content policy violation. The prompt read, Donald Duck angrily flying a plane into New York City <clears throat> and was also rejected, likely due to the term angry, angrily. Elsewhere, Donald Duck angrily walking into the gym was allowed, suggesting the bot may have, not, may, may have a little bit more of a, a, a nuance about its content protections. Donald Duck wielding a sledgehammer. Uh, they were able to generate that. A man wielding a sledgehammer at a giant marshmallow. They could do that. Uh <clears throat> One of the Windows Central's attempted prompts, man breaks server rack with sledgehammer, violated their policy. It is. I found the way it works a lot of times very odd. Uh, uh, coming just when my own messing around with just chat GPT, uh, it does weird things. Like you, uh, I had it prompt like, I forget what it was, but I basically had a prompt of so-and-so beating so-and-so in basketball. And it refused to write a prompt about that because I used the word beat. Oh, defeating maybe would have been better? I had to tran change it into uh, a victory against. It wouldn't do defeat either. It had to, you, weirdly, like you have to do, you can work around it. You can get it to like, hey, you know, have them, an undermatched person have right. a victory against them in a sport. I think that one I sent you is, is, from, this, is from it as well. It's very yeah. convincing too. It is um <clears throat> it is a picture of Joe Biden in a uh a hospital gown uh 
standing in what looks to be either a a hallway of jail cells or maybe a psychiatric hospital or something. And he's barefooted, and he's standing in a pile of his own uh, poo that has obviously come out of his uh, bottom of his gown. It's convincing as hell. It's a great... I wonder if I could send that to one of those canvas places and get it blown up. I'm sure if you had a good relationship with them, I'm sure. I'm sure some of them, they're going to go, no, no, we're not going to print that. Really? Yeah. Sons of bitches. Uh, Redditor uh, took to the site's OpenAI subreddit to share that Bing's AI had flagged a seemingly innocuous prompt asking for a cat with a cowboy hat and boots. That's kind of fickle. The guardrails. See, this is it, man. This is what we imagine. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the problem is of generating an image of it, Mickey Mouse, as law. I mean, it doesn't infringe on the copyright only if you make money. Yeah, I don't get the uh, where they kind of try to lobotomize it because it is no different. A a talented artist could draw. Mickey Mouse in the cockpit in front of towers. Right. But you're telling the AI it's not allowed to draw that. So you're saying an artist could do that and probably make it just as convincing with, uh, with uh, you know, right. computer-generated art and do the same thing, but you're telling the the AI you're not allowed to do that. That's You're cut off from doing that. Yeah, I don't know whether... When they had to uh, realize that they, uh, an AI image generator was going to be absolutely pounded with all kinds of bizarre requests, right? Yes. Cartoon characters, people. I mean, obviously, it's only going to be able to, uh, you, you know, develop images of people that are known. You know, I couldn't get it to develop an image of you or Heather, I doubt, or me. No, I tried. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you're a well-known a public figure, you're, uh, you know, you're it seems to have its limits. Like I said, I you I tried messing around with some other people that we know of, and would you consider maybe a pretty famous person? And it wouldn't it refused to generate that image. So Bubba the Love Sponge yes. flying a airplane into the Twin Towers. I uh, know him fighting a grill. I was. <laughs> but it would only create a sp- a giant sponge wearing a love shirt to fight a grill. <laughs> That's the love sponge. Yes. Oh my God! That's awesome. Uh, they, they were still able to do Donald Duck. So that wasn't a... Was that a terrifying meat man in the window? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure I did. He very, uh, very <laughs> kindly brought me some tomahawks. I'm cooking, uh, among the things I'm doing this weekend, I'm cooking my dad and my siblings' uh, steak. Um, at their place. Uh, I, I, I'm going to... So it's you got to get Bing to use it, right? Well, no, you I just, just go, go to Bing. Go to Bing's, uh, type in Bing, Dolly, I think it's three. And it'll go to town? D-A-L-L-E, three, and it'll bring you to the image generation site. I haven't even played around with it. Have you had any success with it? It's- I mean, the images, when you, on certain prompts, come out pretty cool looking, honestly. And you can kind of, I've seen a lot of... Uh, People doing the Pixar ones are just insane looking. I'll have to send some over to you. Like you, you ever seen the cover of a Pixar movie? Yeah. But they have ones that was like OnlyFans, and it's this girl with a bunch of like an alt right girl, or not all like a she's wearing got a bunch of tattoos and a skimpy top, and but, it's a, but it'll say uh, Disney's new OnlyFans, and, ah. it, and it'll, it is a, like a movie review commenters in the corners like she has daddy issues. <laughs> 
Is he just a random person? It looks like a Pixar character, like a, like a it's oh, that same art you, style. Okay, you just request the character. You're you telling it to do that art style. You're like, okay, oh. I want you to do a picture of a girl with a lot of tattoos in this art style. Wow, that's pretty intense. All right, let's get dark. Let's do that. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Decapitation. Woo! Guess what? You don't come back from that. That's the only thing. We've not figured that one out. There has been instances of what they call an internal decapitation. Oh, we'll talk about this. Oh. It's on here to talk. It's on here to talk about. All right. But of the things that can happen to your body, we've had people survive falling out of an airplane and hitting the ground and broken all their bones, and yet they still survive. Uh, we've had people that have been shot 40 times, survived, stabbed 100 times, survived. Your head comes off, though, and you're not surviving. No coming back There's from that. There's nothing they can do yet. 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 And today we're going to talk about some odd things of decapitation, some stories, some things that can happen to you. Just an all-around, losing-your-head type of day. But we'll start with a bit of a, probably a fictional story. Because what actually happens in this story is super implausible. Back in the 1390s... You, you believe that it's... That it's... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about okay. it. There's a group called the Victor Brothers. They were a group of European privateers who roamed the Baltic Sea. These are pirates. 1390 pirates. The mercenaries were hired to do battle against the Denmark, but in the following years, they turned to piracy, and they had one leader, and his name was Klaus Stolterbecker. Mm. Very little <clears throat> is known of this man, including his real name. Klaus Stolterbecker is not his real name. Stolterbecker actually means empty the mug with one gulp. Empty the mug with one gulp. Oh, yeah, this guy was a badass. <clears throat> You're like, old Stolterbecker over there. Don't yeah, drink yeah, with put him. that up here. Uh, this was some evidence of his serious chugging ability. The man's story was cut short, though, when he and a contingent of Victor brothers were captured by Hamburgian fleet around 1400, and their fate would become the stuff of legend. The group was brought back to Hamburg to start to stand trial, where they were sentenced to death by beheading. Ooh. Resigned to his death, Storterbecker struck up a bizarre deal with the mayor. He said his pirates would be lined up in a row, and when he was decapitated, the mayor promised to free as many men as Storterbecker's headless head could, headless body could walk past. <laughs> so, line of pirates, if he could, if his headless body, once it got sweet, off it comes, if he could keep walking, every guy that he passed would go free. Would go free. <clears throat> of course, the pirates, you know, this must seem like a raw deal for the pirates who would doubtlessly witness the effects of multiple headings in their adventures. However, the story goes that after executioner chopped off his head, Old good leader Stoderbecker's body stood up and began walking man it past 11 men before the enraged executioner ran up and tripped him. Wow. Despite the mayor's word, though, the pirates had their heads lopped off by the end of the day still. Oh. Can't trust a Hamburger mayor. No, they, they're liars. They never keep their deals. Cephaloforus. Cephaloforus? Yes. Oh, a Sesame Street character? They're a group. Oh, yeah, Snuffleupagus. They're a group of headless saints. Uh, for years, pseudoscientific debate has wondered how long it takes the head to die after being hacked from the body. Some claim to have seen awareness in the eyes on severed heads. A lot of uh, French executioners have talked about the fact that the eyes would blink a little yeah. bit every once in a while. The Cephalorphorus, saint, or saints who were beheaded, have that beat. Several of them, such as Nicassius of Rhymes and Paul of Tarsus, supposedly continued to speak after losing their head. What? 
Yes, the nine-year-old Saint Justice of Beavis, which sounds completely like they're making up a joke of a Beavis and Butthead. Saint <laughs> Justice of Beavis is a... It's probably actually Bovius. He was executed for his Christianity. He even lifted up his own head. Again, this was a nine-year-old. Reached down the bucket, pulled his own head, and he said, Lord of heaven and earth, receive my soul, for I did no harm and I was pure in heart. These groups are often depicted by religious artists as cradling their own heads in their arms like babies. You've seen a lot of medieval art. You've seen a lot of people holding their own head and and their head looking up in horror. And uh, There is some room for artistic license and place in the halo. Some artists choose to place it on the head, and others will draw it on the stump. The stump of the neck? Yeah. But, I mean, that's the question. I mean, everybody wonders with the halo. Okay. Uh, if you're given a halo, does it does it stay in place? Like, can you take the halo off, move it around, or is it like always uh, a couple oh, inches? Oh, does, above it, your does head? it get cut off with you? Yeah, it falls into the basket. Oh uh, well, I mean, yeah. Does it fall in the basket with the head? Is it, is it always attached to the head, or if it fell off and it floats a couple inches above the head, now do you have like a halo sitting? Yeah, about a foot yeah. above your neck. <laughs> Uh, head hunting has historically occurred in nearly every part of the world, but few cultures ascribe such value to heads as the homie people. Again, this sounds like I'm making up some sort of fake name, the Dahomies. The Dahomies? Yeah, they lived in modern-day <laughs> Benin. Uh, they had kings such as Gezo, who ruled from 1818 to 1858, and they maintained vast collections of enemy heads as a display of their royal power. When Scottish explorer John Duncan visited the Dahomey, he reported that Gezo had a collection of about 2,000 to 3,000 heads. Wow. Imagine if you are a Scottish explorer and you show up at this place and the guy's like, hey, you guys want to check out my head collection? (laughs) I got like 2,000 heads in here. Uh, Those of importance were decorated with brass and iron rivets wrapped in fabric and kept in pans. Duncan claimed that the owner and the history of each head was carefully maintained. The skulls were also used in architecture. Gezo's throne, which is currently kept in display in a museum, was mounted on the skulls of enemies' kings. Wow. That That's is hardcore. power right there. Yep. Uh, the king of Dahomey was not limited to merely taking his, the heads of rivals. He was allowed to capture anyone he wished, including his own subjects. Uh, this was important for ceremonies and festivals, including the Huantanu, which actually translate to yearly head business. Yearly head business? Yeah, once a year, you got to get a couple heads. Ugh. You talked about internal decapitation, and it is a reason I will never, ever see a chiropractor. Oh, really? There's been multiple times that's happened before. Really? People, they go to do a little neck uh, realignment, and and die. Oh, I don't want that to happen. Uh, My neck does hurt. Internal decapitation occurs trauma separates the skull from the spinal cord generally caused by car accidents. It is typically fatal, although some people have survived and even completely recovered. There was a story about about a month ago where they had a big whole headline of uh, doctors reattached decapitated head. Right. And then finding out it was an internal decapitation. He had severed, he had been severed from his neck. His skull had separated from his spinal cord, but the nerve endings themselves had not been right. And they were able to just kind of Infuse it back to his yeah, almost like vertebra. pushing a rock'em sock'em robot head back down. There's like <laughs> back down to in place, good to go. Uh, you seem to be a failing factor in healing. Internal decapitation rather than strangulation is also the mechanism of hanging. That's right. You do not, for the most part, die from strangulation when you are hung. It is a good hangman. You actually die from internal decapitation. Right. Yeah, your neck is broken. And if your hangman does his math correctly, your head more or less get torn off. Right. Too much rope. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, while it seems simple, the hanging in a person requires a bit of math engaging the person's weight along with the length of the drop. If the drop isn't long enough, death becomes agonizing slow. If it is too long, the head pops off. Yikes. In the United States, several inmates condemned to death petitioned the court claiming them to be too fat to be hung without risk of beheading. <laughs> in 1994, a federal judge ruled that convicted murderer Mitchell Rupe, who weighed in excess of 425 pounds, was too heavy to be hung. Uh, Rupe died of liver disease 12 years later. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So he got his still. Man. On January 29th, 1967, beautiful and voluptuous Hollywood actress James Mansfield. She was riding in a car with her boyfriend and her three young children. The vehicle struck the back of a tractor trailer. The car slid on these, shearing off the top and killing the adults instantly. Yikes. Uh, the kid did survive, though. They were just low enough. Wow. Well, like, just to survive to see that horror yeah. <laughs> when you and the car finally stopped. Uh, it soon became the stuff of Hollywood legend that Mansfield had been decapitated. She hadn't, but her fate was no less grisly. Her death certificate rather bluntly states that she had a crushed skull with avulsion of the cranium and the brain. Ooh. Ah. It was a mush. Following the accident, the National Highway Traffic Association Safety Administration made it mandatory that all semi-trailers be outfitted with an underride guard, a steel bar to prevent cars from sliding underneath, uh, beneath the trucks, and the device has since become known colloquially as the Mansfield Bar. Oh, yeah? About that thing that comes down and has a crossbar on mm-hmm. it? The Mansfield Bar. Yep. Keeps you from deta- decapitating uh, Hollywood starlets. <laughs> or princesses. Uh, there are many ways to commit suicide as uh, there are to die, but with a rare exception, it is a solitary activity. You can't really get friends to get along with it. Otherwise, then it becomes a little bit more... Uh, Murderish. Yeah. <laughs> The most common methods, such as self-inflicted gun wounds and drug overdose, are tasked to be uh, accomplished by alone. But beheading oneself tends to be complicated, so it's rare. But some people do try it nonetheless. Really? Uh, we had a, a homemade uh, guillotine. Yeah, we had a story. Oh, that was a couple months ago too of the Indian family. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. They were doing it for a religious ceremony. I think they were in a cult, and they had like a uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse breakfast machine type setup, Rube, Rube Goldberg type of homemade right. decapitation machine. That it, they were both leaning over a pit, and then it did its whole do 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 do, and now all things falling down. You know, the duck, you know, hit the ball, yeah. and, and then it slid, cut their heads off, and they both fell into the pit. Wow. <laughs> uh, Two thousand eight, though, one Welsh businessman, Gerald Mellon, tied a rope to a tree and tied the other end around his neck. Then he took off in his Aston Martin car. Separated. Oh my God! He popped his head off. Popped his head off. Even more strange was the case of 36-year-old builder Boy Taylor, who built a sophisticated homemade guillotine over the course of three months. Well, you really have to be dedicated to three, three months. months. <laughs> uh, January 2003, he overdosed on sleep pills, lay under the vice, and set a timer to bring the blade down. And it worked. Yeah, he's not with us anymore. Wow. Uh, we're not the only species in the entire world that can... Uh, be decapitated and also continue doing great damage. Chickens. Well, also snakes. Oh, they still do damage? Yes, they can. With the head, if you mess with the head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chickens also. What was that name of that chicken? They, he lived for a long time. Yeah, he lived for, I don't know how that's like, even possible. They were just feeding stuff down a stump. A little dropper. Oh. And he would run around. He was super happy. I'm not sure how they judged his happiness because he didn't have a head, but he did live for quite a while. Uh, pit vipers such as rattlesnakes are among the most dangerous, frightening creatures on the planet. More, all the more by a dark secret that brings with them to the graves. Their heads can actually still bite even hours after being decapitated. Yikes. And they still got venom. 
Yep. Uh, these snakes are outfitted with pits called phosphuses located between their eyes and their nostrils. These marvelously sensitive thermoreceptive organs allow the snake to find warm-blooded creatures to devour. Once it senses prey, the instinct is to lash out. Even after death, the phosphuses remain active for a long time. So even if you were to lob its head off, uh, you could be attacked by the mouth. Uh, In a gruesome video, a decapitated snake blindly attacks its own body. In eastern Australia, 66-year-old groundskeeper Jake Thomas was bitten by a snake. He had beheaded with a shovel some 45 minutes later. Wow. Uh, He was treated with antivitamin and was in hospital intensive care for about two days. 2007, 57-year-old Danny Anderson was bit by a rattlesnake. He decapitated. After receiving medical emergency care, Anderson was understandably shaken, saying it still gives me creeps to think that son of a gun could do that. Yeah, it would freak me out, too. I don't think I'd be playing around with it, though. Yeah, probably not. Uh, we talked about this one a little bit a while ago. Uh, the and terrible uh, kite. What? The kite fighting things they do in India. where Oh, yeah, they're blades. Yeah, it's areas of India and the Middle East. Kite flying is serious business. Uh, the kites are outfitted with string, strings covered in abrasive coating. Used traditionally, it's powdered glass, but metals, metals and chemicals are now used. Once a kite is severed, it becomes free, and children dash to retrieve it. In the chaos, injuries are common. While people are running in front of cars or toppling from rooftops, the strings themselves are also dangerous. They commonly cut uh, the, the kite wielder's hands to ribbons and are sharp enough to lob off a head. But that's on purpose, though, right? Well, they're fighting. So you're, right. you, you've got two guys across the way, and your kites are going back and forth, and you're trying to cut the other guy's string so his kite flies away. But if your kite string gets wrapped around some poor little dude... That's the problem, is they kite... If you cut it way too low, and there's just a wrapping of a glass-covered piece of string flying around, and a lot of people up on these rooftops to watch these kite-fighting things. Uh, A two-year-old was decapitated by a kite in Lahore, Pakistan. A a rowdy kite festival in the same area claimed several lives in 2007, including an 11-year-old boy and a 16-year-old girl whose throats were slashed by stray kite strings. And finally... We head to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia forms, uh, follows a strict form of Sharia Islamic law and is the only country that still allows capital punishment by decapitation. Hmm. Other people are still doing the decapitation stuff, but this is actual law. Well, it's governmental, yeah. governmental decapitation. A laundry list of crimes are punishable in such a gruesome faction, including uh, drug use, rape, armed robbery, and sorcery. Sorcery, yeah. Every time. You want to get that. Uh, that in the bud. Murder is included in the equation, but killers with sufficient wealth can, by the way, out of punishment by offering the victim's family dia, or which is blood money. Hmm. There is even a prescribed rate, depending on the religion or the sex of the victim. Women cost half as much as men to kill. Oh, really? Yeah, still, uh, you know, the pay pay uh, wage, wage gap, uh, glass ceiling, and the whole uh, dia <laughs> blood money is half. Poor women. If the family refuses the money, they, they are afforded the opportunity to carry out the execution themselves. All right, you get to go out and chop that head off. Uh, this is extremely unfortunate for the murderer, though, because the family member filled with vengeance and is really unskilled with a blade yeah. usually blindly hacks away. Oh, like took several different chops mm-hmm. to get it. Uh, the vast majority of executions are carried out by a professional who severs the head with a sword, kept razor sharp. In an interview from 2003, executioner Mohammed Saad al-Bashi recounted just how easily the task is accomplished. He says, people are amazed at how fast it, I can separate the head from the body. Ugh. What a... What a job. He's proud of it, though. He goes in every well, day. Well, he's obviously uh, honed his skills and, uh, you know, to a fine level. <laughs> he's the best. Think people know him when he goes out to eat somewhere? 
Hey, that's it. Oh, that's Muhammad. Good work, man. He's got his T-shirt. <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> Muhammad merch available in the lobby after the executions today. When we return, Movie Man Mike will join us. It's the Shannon Berg Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. <laughs> Mike joins us today on a Thursday. Uh, since we're, uh, you'll get the best of tomorrow. Sorry, I've got to uh, head back to uh, Texas. Um, read his reviews in Newsmax magazine at uh, thefederalist.com and at epictimes.com. Mike, what's going on? How's the weather? Uh, it's, it just started raining again. It's been raining nonstop since yesterday. Your lawn is going to look. Not, your lawn is going to look great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, thank you for putting me on a day early because that saves me from seeing uh, what might turn out to be the biggest movie of the year. Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. Uh, when she announced this coming out in August, there was eight movies that changed their release date so they wouldn't have to compete with this movie. Wow. And it worked. There is no other movie opening in theaters tomorrow besides this Taylor Swift concert movie. Isn't she still on the Eras tour right now? Yeah. Yes. Has she already got a movie squeezed out of the deal? Yes. Wow. And listen to some of these numbers. She tried to make a deal with regular distributors. They couldn't come to an agreement. So she went directly to the theaters. First AMC, then Cinemark, and then Regal. And she's going, she's bypassing the distributor and going straight to the theaters. Wow. Uh as of October 5th, she had over $100 million in pre-sale tickets. Holy so, moly. Yeah. It's wow. predicted. Yeah. It's predicted that it's going to do between 150 and $200 million this weekend uh, globally. I think that's a low number. I think it's going to do more like two and a quarter. Uh, it's going to be – it's already booked for 65 thousand screenings in the u.s and the rest of the globe tomorrow that's just tomorrow wow wow she's a juggernaut man she's a juggernaut and that's that represents 11.5 million seats uh i hear that she's going to the cheese game this weekend Hmm. so i I probably would too Uh, tonight tonight. yeah tonight and to put that into more uh, local perspective uh, the Regal Winter Park and AMC Phipps Plaza are showing it 24 times each tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's not wasting any time. She's just going straight to the top of the movie world. And you go back to Madonna. When Madonna was a big thing in the 80s, she dipped her toe into the movie business and tanked miserably. Uh, well, she tried this, to act. Uh, that was her problem. Uh, this is a concert film, I'm imagining, right? With some backstage stuff, Taylor getting on the plane, getting off the plane, meeting some uh, fans, and then, you know, and then playing, right? Right. Well, it's 165 minutes, uh, which is, a you know, over two and a half hours. So Jeez. more power to her. <clears throat> wow. Um, what do you think she uh, spent making it? 
What do you? How much? Say it again. What do you think she, it costs to make that? I mean, uh, she was already doing a damn concert to begin with. All she had to do was get some some camera work and then someone to produce it and, and put it together and yeah. you know and edit it and all that stuff. But it's I not. I didn't a, see that. Well, she had, didn't have to spend a whole lot on promotion or distribution. She all she had to do was announce it, put out yeah. a couple posters. I mean, they were even doing popcorn bags and drink cups at the theaters. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Thing to, yes. <clears throat> I wonder if, if so, her. You think her her band will share in the uh, in the in the profits? I doubt it. She pays them <laughs> a salary. She pays oh. them a, half, uh, a very hefty salary. Right. Wow. And she's got like 40 people on stage between musicians and dancers. Uh, so, uh, and they get paid handsomely. So, no, I think she's taking all of it. Uh, the theaters are getting 43%. She's getting 57% of ticket sales. Is that a normal, uh, is that a normal split? Uh, generally, it's 43 uh, exhibitor, 57 studio. And then the studio gives the producer... Uh, a chunk. So she's taking the distribution chunk. Wow. She's making out like a bandit on this. Wow. Like I said, I respect her. I, I think her music is just kind of so-so. But as a marketing person, as somebody who knows her brand and knows how to present it, there's nobody better in the world right now in any field of entertainment. I don't care who you are. Uh, that's true. I'm going to say we have uh, three miniseries and a direct to uh Amazon Prime title. This is called Burial, and I like this a whole lot more than I was expecting to. It opened in theaters last week, very limited, but it uh, starts on Amazon Prime today, and it stars Jamie Foxx as a uh, kind of a Johnny Cochran attorney who is going down south to represent Tommy Lee Jones, who owns a funeral home and crematorium, who's trying to get squeezed out by a large corporation. And this is based on a true story. And they ended up suing this crematorium for like $300 million, and they won. Wow. And the, the chemistry between Fox and Jones is just really good. He plays the traditional sourpuss. He, uh, Jamie Foxx plays like this slick-talking ambulance-chasing accident attorney. And it's real good. Four, uh, four and a half out of five for me. 91% critics, 83% audience uh, and again, that starts on Amazon Prime. Oh, I forgot to say, but Taylor Swift, no audience score, 100% critic score. Sure. That's just with 10 critics. <clears throat> what a shocker. Uh, my favorite title of this week, The Fall of the House of Usher. Uh, I saw the first three episodes last week. I watched the final five today. And, buddy, this is the best horror production I've seen since The Exorcist. It is slick. It's well-produced. It's well-acted. I want to say it's original, but it's based on all kinds of short stories and poems by Edgar Allan Poe. And he brings in characters from very various uh, poems and short stories uh, and works them into a mix where you have this uh, 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 magnate who is into drug manufacturing, legal drug manufacturing, and his six kids, five of whom are all bastard children. And it's like succession. There's a lot of infighting. Uh, they're jockeying for position. And at the, at the very start of it, the patriarch, who's played by Bruce Greenwood, uh, tells a lawyer who's been chasing him for decades that uh, all six of his children have died within the last two weeks, and he can't really figure out why. 
but he knows why. But we don't find out that answer until the last half hour of the final episode. This hmm. thing it makes social commentary. There's a little bit of uh, political correctness in it, but not too much. And this woman, Carla Gugino, or Gugino, is the lead. And you don't know if she is real, if she is an apparition, if she is a figment of his imagination. And she shows up in every episode, and every character dies a most gruesome death. Ooh. It's very violent, very gory, lots of sex, drugs, rock and roll. Well done. Uh, Net, I love is it Netflix. Netflix, yep. Started today, eight episodes. Uh, highly, highly recommended. Scary, thriller, drama, gothic, horror. Just sensational. Five out of five for me. 92% critics and no audience score yet because it just started today. But uh, Carla uh, Gugino and Bruce, Bruce Greenwood, the two leads in this series, also appeared in a movie two years ago, three years ago, called Gerald's Game, which is an adaptation of a Stephen King book where they, they're this couple, this married couple who goes to a, a beach house and he ties her up with... Uh, with handcuffs and tries to do some rough stuff with her and she's not really into it. And then right as he's about to start his moves, he has a heart attack and dies. Oh, <laughs> so she has to figure out how she's going to get out of these handcuffs with nobody around. And then her imagination starts playing tricks with her. She's wearing nothing but a uh, skimpy negligee the whole time. And this woman is high up on my uh, MILF list without the M. Never married, no children. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She's also in the movie uh, Sin City, came out in 2005. And she's very, very naked for a great deal of that movie. Uh, another Netflix series that starts today is called Big Vape, The Rise and Fall of Jewel, J-U-U-L. Uh, the electronic cigarette company. Uh, when it came out, they were destined uh, or trying to quarter a market uh, for adults. They were trying to get adults who wanted to get weaned off of traditional tobacco cigarettes. Right. right. Uh, but it really didn't work too well that way. What they ended up doing is appealing more to teens and young adults who had never considered smoking, but decided to give it a try since they had flavors like chocolate, mint, and cherry vanilla. Jewel had chocolate? You. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know that. I thought they had menthol and tobacco. That's all I ever see. Oh, no. No, I, I flirted with it for a while right when it started. And there was like 36 flavors. It was like a Baskin Robbins oh, of flavors. That's bad and you for can, the children. Well, who would, what do you think? Who do you think they're trying to appeal to? And they lost a lot of their uh, uh, status. They were able to advertise. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, Hannity was advertising for them. They had regular. Right. Hannity uh, did radio commercials, and you'd also see him often see him come back from break on this Fox show uh, with a, with the jewel hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> I use it. So they lost their cherry tax. vanilla. <clears throat> see, well, see what I mean? They had all of these different flavors. And in 2017, they had 72% of the vape market. Wow. Making money hand over fist. They ended up selling out to Philip Morris. Uh, and by 2022, after all of these problems they had, uh, losing their status, going from more of a tobacco product to a 
electronic product, even though it already was electronic. They were trying to market it differently, and nobody bought it. And they were down to 28% uh, by 2022. It's a four-part series, and as I've mentioned on many times here before, some of these things don't need to be four-part, four-hour right. miniseries. You can make one 90-minute or two-hour two movie, say everything you need to say, and get out. True. And, oh, as far as I can tell, I'm the only person who has seen this so far. You watched the whole. You, you saw the whole thing. Uh, yes, watched the whole thing yesterday, and uh, not a single critic has commented. Not a single audience member has commented. Three out of five. Uh, again, content is excellent. Just too much length. There's just too much program. You don't need this much program. Uh, another mini series that starts today. Limited series. <clears throat> pardon me. It's called Lessons in Chemistry, and this is based on a novel of the same name, and I was very interested in it because it stars Brie Larson, oh. who is a gorgeous, gorgeous young woman, Yes, uh, and she plays this uh, a chemist who is trying to make a name for herself in the 60s, and she's employed with this old boy network type of company. And they fire her because she's getting a little too smart. They're, she's threatening them with her, you know, cerebral cortex. So she ends up getting a gig uh, hosting a, a cooking show. Kind of like uh, uh, Julia Childs meets uh, Breaking Bad. Right. Okay. But I could only see the first two episodes because that's all that's available. And that you can see two now on Apple. But... The rest of the series is going to be weekly. So my initial impression of it is four out of five. I love her. I love the concept. I want to see how dangerous it gets. Uh, critics are at 79. Nothing yet from audiences. Uh, lots of art deco set designs. It really looks like a good 60s period piece. Oh, okay, good. And the first two episodes were, were superb, but that you got six more to go. So I'm kind of like... Um, Jury's out on that. Uh, we got three throwback comedies that also work as uh, just regular throwback titles. All of these are available on Voodoo, Apple, and Prime from 1976 Network. I'm mad as hell, and oh, I'm yeah. not going to take it anymore. Yeah, that's a good one. This movie won six Oscars, including Best Actress for Faye Dunaway. Peter Finch, who was the first actor to win an Oscar posthumously. And it's a fictional network news station, UBS, who is in the dumps. They can't get people to watch their shows. And uh, they figure this anchor, who's played by Peter Finch, is the reason why. And they tell him they're going to fire him. And they give him two weeks to work, you know, of uh, air airtime to finish out his contract or whatever. And you know better than anybody, when you get fired in the TV or the radio business, uh, you don't go back on the air. No, it's Friday after you shift, uh, and, they, and uh, your shift is over, and your PD is oddly still at the studio, when you, at the building, when normally he would have gone home by then. And uh, he's, hey, Shannon, you got a minute? <laughs> or or you, get a, you get a phone call after your Friday show. Uh, I, have a, I had a, a studio where I said to other you know, since it's a Tampa and other stations, and I got what, like five minutes after I'm off the air. Bring, hey, uh, we're going in a different direction. Yeah, so they know better. <laughs> well, well, that's, so they made that mistake, and he goes on the on the air and he says, uh, 
you know, I've given my lifeblood to this uh, job. So t- tomorrow night, uh, I'm going to kill myself on the air, which practically goes unnoticed in the, in the control booth. But everybody else hears it. And, of course, his shares jump through the roof and he turns into this mad prophet. And the station itself starts doing what became reality television uh, soothsayer, you know, pe- people reading other people's uh, futures all kinds of weird people coming out of the woodwork. They celebrate the Acumenical Liberation Army, which is a riff on Patty Hearst. Right. Uh, they want to give them their own TV show. And they're arguing about profits and points and all of this stuff. It's hilarious. It's one of the best written movies I've ever seen. I haven't seen uh, it in a long, long time, but it, it was a very good movie. Sidney Lament directed it. It was written by Patty Chayefsky. Uh, it Lost the Oscar to Rocky, which I think was a, a travesty, but it ended up winning four other hey, Oscars. Uh, can't recommend that highly enough. Uh, 2005, thank you for smoking. This is the first movie from Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who did um, uh, the original uh, Caddyshack. Yeah. And he, Ghostbusters. Comedy, uh, Ghostbusters, very good. And it's uh, uh, a satire starring Aaron Eckhart, who plays a tobacco lobbyist uh, for the American Association for Tobacco Studies. And he his job is to get people to buy more cigarettes. And he has lunch sometimes with a, a woman who represents the alcohol lobby and another guy who represents the gun lobby. And uh, they brag about how they're they're products do not kill as many people as cholesterol or automobile accidents which makes you think well that's uh that makes a lot of sense you know you don't have to drive you don't have to eat cheese that's right so so and then he gets in an argument with a senator from vermont which which largest product is cheese who's played by william h macy uh he has a conversation with his kid who's trying to figure out his dad doing something you know moral or not Uh, There's an investigative newspaper reporter played by Katie Holmes who's trying to get him to incriminate himself. They're banging away all over her apartment. (laughs) She was giving her body for to get the story, like the Leslie Stahl wants you to do. That's absolutely right. 60 minutes material right there. And she she lived to regret it. There's also a scene with Sam Elliott who plays the original Marlboro Man. Who's suing the tobacco industry because uh, you know he has lung cancer, and he comes into a very precarious situation when they offer him money to forget the suit, but it comes with a catch. So all around, just a brilliantly written and executed movie, and it, it's hard to believe this was Reitman's first film. But again, he grew up on TV right. uh, sets yeah. so and movie sets, and right after this, he did Juno. Uh, which had Elliot Page or Ellen Page, which was another great movie. And then uh, Up in the Air, the George Clooney movie. So his first three films were total winners right out of the gate. Drunk, stoned, brilliant, dead. The story of the National Lampoon. This is a documentary that came out in 2015. And uh, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I had two uh, magazine subscriptions. One was to Rolling Stone. The other was Mad. And the other one, you know, the other one was National Lampoon. Uh. And the, it had its beginnings at the Harvard Lampoon, uh, which 
featured people like George Plimpton and his previous editors. But these people were off the chain with their humor. Dark, irreverent, satirical. Yeah, I had some old um, National Lampoon albums when I was a kid. When they just do skits. Oh, yeah. they just, Bill Murray just doing skits on, on a microphone. It's funny. Yeah, pretending he was a black man. Or something. None of this. Yeah, or none of this could probably. And one, one uh, uh, magazine, one of the issues, had a picture of a dog. And there's a guy holding a gun up to the dog set. It said, right. if you don't buy this magazine, we're going to kill this dog. Right, we'll shoot this dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's that kind of very hard-edged, very borderline tasteless kind of thing. And it only lasted for about four or five years uh, when Lauren Michaels decided he wants to do a TV show on Saturday night. And he starts pinching off all their top talent, including Chevy Chase and John Belushi, half of their writing staff. And from that point on, the magazine kind of mm, took a nosedive and it ended up becoming a parody of itself. Yeah. But those those five years between 70 and 75, that was the magazine to, to read. And you can still get them if you want to. Um, the, again, uh, uh, Voodoo, Hulu and Apple, four and a half out of five for me, 88 uh, critics, 69 audiences. Um, so got those three Excellent. Uh, this week. This weekend sees the release of 25 Peppers Hot Sauce. Uh, as opposed to previous years, $15 per bottle. And from now until 30 days or until I run out, if you buy four bottles, you get no shipping charge. Priority insured mail. That's four or more bottles per order. For information, email me at brand25peppers at AOL or on Twitter at MovieManMike. Um so it's already for, are you bottled and ready to go? I'm ready to go, but wow. you're going to have you, your goes, yours goes in the mail on Monday. Cause when you told me you weren't going to be in town tomorrow, I didn't want to sit in the post office for an extra day. So your, your stuff is going on out Monday. You should have it no later than Wednesday. Fantastic. But uh, back, to, back to the original recipe, the Reaper madness did well. Uh, it sold out, but not as well as this one. And people just said, I'd rather have the other one. Why? It was, was it too hot for them? No, I think because I added uh, citrus and, uh, you know, some honey into it. They just wanted pure pepper. Yeah. So uh, the heat level was about the same. Um, so, hey, you give the people what they want, right? Yeah. So I haven't had a bad one yet. And it's, and it's a little harder to do because it has, like I said, 25 ingredients as opposed to the other one that had only about six or seven. But it's I worked five years to get this thing right. And I mean, you were the, one of the first people to have it and you had it on air in what, 2017. And you were doing uh, eyedropper shots of it on the yeah, air. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> it was great. Really good. Brand 25 peppers at AOL.com. Right. Yes, sir. All right. Read Mike's reviews in Newsmax magazine at thefederalist.com and also at epictimes.com. All right, man. Good Thanks, to talk to you, brother. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your weekend. You Thank too. You. See you later. All right. All right. We got a ton of remarks to get to when we get back. Oh, we got Kimmer next, remember? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's a sixth. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking it was. You're already ready to go home, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, I thought yeah. it was uh, his normal time. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, the Kimmer, uh, as well as Pete Davis, will join us uh, when we return from our friends uh, at uh, Extra 106.3 in Atlanta. Uh, stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. 
WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. CEO of Levi's doesn't wash his jeans. This has long been a um, interest of mine, I suppose you say. Uh, you know, being a, a, a of an avid uh, motorcyclist, I wear you know I'm a jeans uh, guy. But you know, I also like good quality jeans that fit you perfectly, and. Uh, and and I do believe that you shouldn't wash your jeans every single time you you wear them. Yeah, no. And originally, the jean purist people were like, we do that because of the jeans. You know, people like wear worn faded jeans. Well, a pair of jeans, if you buy them uh, either slightly pre-faded or just buy blue ass, you know, dark ass blue, those will last you as long as you stay the same waist. And all that. They'll last you a lifetime. That's what jeans people say. That they'll last you forever if you don't wash them. Washing them is uh, in, in the washing machine is uh, abrasive. It, uh, the dye goes away. It, it, it harms the fibers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they there are some people that put them in a, in a freezer. I've tried that. Not real good. Didn't work. What about uh, an old washboard by the river? That's probably better. But the the CEO of uh, of uh, Levi's, he says his jeans do never go in the washer. If he said, you know, if he's been out sweating and doing something gross, uh, uh, he says, I'll wash them. But he puts them on, walks into the shower. And soaps up his body and soaps his legs up like he's washing his legs. And then he rinses them with, you know, I guess you use soap in there, like ivory soap, whatever you're using. And you rinse them in there and uh, just let them air dry. Does he does he get in, do the whole jeans soaping up, and then he pulls them off, puts them on the, on the rack, and then goes back and finishes and actually cleans his body? Would or? you need to do that if the soap penetrated the jeans and the water rinsed it out? I mean, I think you'd be done. you got to scrub your boys. You're not. Yeah, you're, you're right. And you're unless butt you're just crack. undoing the the like the button fly and. <laughs> <laughs> Are Pete and Cameron? Uh, they got about a minute left. Oh, there, good. So. Good. Uh, I just think you know uh, people are weird about it. A lot of people. Uh, I knew a uh, it was a girl that was a a friend of a d- girl I was dating, and in, in college she 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 had a pair of jeans she had never washed, and. Uh, you know, had that old joke, you could stand them up against the wall. You could almost stand them up against the wall. Like they would, they would fold at the knee because she would bend her, you know, from bending her knees. But you, if you lean them against the wall, they would hold their position and, uh, and the knees would fall. Yeah, that's, that's because there's stank on them. Yeah. I don't care what you're, if, if a jeans are standing up on their own, that's because they got stank all over them. Right. This back, well, the, 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 the freezer theory is that the, the cold, the, you know, the frozen temperature kills the bacteria that might cause the smell. I can hear to tell you, I'm here to tell you that's not entirely, there's something else causing the smell. That's all there is to it. That's a bizarre way. I'm going to try it. 
He doesn't do it to save the genes, though. He's doing it to save the planet. He's like, you know, this way you save energy and water and you cut down on pollution. I wouldn't surprise me if he wears all of his things into the shower, just washes them while he takes a shower. As he's doing his dishes as well. <laughs> yeah, and peeling carrots for his uh, salad. Uh, are they still? On? Yeah, I don't have anything back from them yet. Oh, okay, good. Um, he said, you know, if I uh, drop some curry on my jeans, I'm going to clean it, but I'll spot clean it. Uh, 2020 researchers found that synthetic indigo denim fibers compromise of a quarter of microfibers deposited in the Great Lakes around the Canada-U.S. border and a fifth of clothing fragments in the Canadian Arctic archipelago. Your genes are killing the environment. <laughs> and it's not from the gene factory? Uh, synthetic indigo denim fibers. Look, I mean... Okay, have they done a study to find out how many khaki pants fibers are uh, in the Canadian Arctic archipelago? <laughs> Our friends, uh, the Kimmer and <laughs> Pete <laughs> Davis, joined us. <laughs> yes, you're talking fabrics in the archipelago. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's well, like in the middle of a sentence? Or it's like one of, of the uh, the biggest headlines <laughs> of it today. <laughs> <laughs> what a country! <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? Oh, hell, we're on the right side of the grass, my friend. How are you? That's the important thing. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, let me ask you, uh, do you feel like somebody needs to give a history lesson to most uh, Americans on the history of Israel? Oh, I, I guarantee you, uh, 97% of all Americans could not find Israel on a map they have no idea what countries are next to Israel. Uh, they know, have no idea. They probably heard of the 67 war, yeah. the six-day war, but they don't really know what it means. We know who's next what? to them. Yeah. Edom, Moab, uh, let's <laughs> see, Philistine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, and again, you know, we, uh, look at our school system. Hell, we didn't even get, yeah. uh, cover World War Two. Yeah. I mean, you know, our own, our own you know, anyway. I mean, literally, I, I may be uh, speaking out of turn, but I think, uh, the the a basic of uh, uh, certainly people our age should know about the Ottoman Empire, World War One. What mm -hmm. were the consequences of it? What happened to the land afterwards? What did France do with their portion? What did Great Britain do with theirs? What did the United Nations suggest in 1947 uh, that that Israel said yes to, that Palestine said no to, uh, and then said we're going to go to war? They uh, Israel whooped their ass a couple of times. It took some land the second time, gave it back in '79. It was a gesture of a uh, peace sorry, for sir. This history, history is just one damn thing after <laughs> well, another. Right? When you, when what you, the hell are you? Yeah, <laughs> when you're reading that professors and uh, at, at like Tufts University believe that I they're know. living on stolen land. I, what I, on I earth? I, I the only, the only people in the history of that land that had their own country ruled by laws with borders to defend were the Jewish people. Everybody else have been occupiers that stole the land. Right. Everyone else after them stole the land. Right. Yeah, and God, I, yeah. And God gave it to him in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about our uh, uh, our uh, our president's words following this? I mean, you've got the, the 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 squad up there, and and rightfully so, he took the squad down, or the White House issued statements calling their their uh, comments disgusting and and vile and and blah blah blah. But uh, you know, we've got a carrier group there. We're going to get involved. What's going to happen? 
Well, the problem is, you know, the, the the weaklings who are running things clearly had had to do some kind of a show. So they're going to have another carrier. They said finally, they're finally going to send charter planes to make sure that Americans who want to leave Israel, if they can get out, will get four right. charter flights a year. Ooh, wow, what a what a great gesture after what <laughs> six freaking days? Right, I mean, what a bunch of freaking pans. Congressman Corey uh, Mills is over there evacuating evacuating yeah, Americans yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 on his own. I mean, talk about show up the administration my god do you know that if, if you need to be evacuated for a country from a country by the united states uh in a situation like this that you, before you could board the plane you got to sign an affidavit promising to pay them back for the expense yeah. of the flight a promissory a note break. like it's monopoly yeah. or something yeah, yeah. We, then we want all our money back how about that yeah how about the bu- yeah. bu- 150 billion dollars that yeah. you just flit away in ukraine but you got to pay me the 600 bucks to fly you out of a war zone yeah, and again, and, and just to show, it's a dog and pony show. They showed by oh, we'll get the carrier over there. They said, oh boy, we better get those planes over there. And now they're saying, oh, okay, yeah, we froze that six billion. Yeah, that was our idea to freeze that money after six days of it happening. Yeah, yeah, we finally said, yeah, oh, hey, you know what? Let's freeze that money. I'm Wait. glad I came up with that idea. The White House. They said there's yeah. no proof that Iran yeah. had anything to do and, with it. So why did you freeze the money? Yeah, and that, that was the other point. Is not, not only did they make a dog and pony show just for the publicity, but they still refused to say that Iran's behind it. And when President Showers with daughter, when he first made his first comments, he, even then he never mentioned the word Iran. Right. I mean, you think he would have the opportunity to say, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we don't want Iran to have nuclear weapons because this is the kind of crap they do and God forbid if they have nuclear weapons, guess what they would do next? Even I knew that would say that if I was president. <laughs> and I don't know anything. I'm just an old goof. And I would say, what a perfect opportunity to tell the world, this is why why we don't want Iran to get the freaking bomb. Well, right. let's do what Senator Lindsey Graham said. I think he's made the most sense in all this. Yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah. Let's bomb every country in the world. That's right. yeah. Just if we can't be too clear. <laughs> we just bomb everyone. And make we might them, have, we'll, make them think about it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I don't know about all these uh, these these warmongers. I, I'm a little more concerned about the, about the way education has gone in this country. You've got 34 oh, college please. groups out of Harvard that all sign a letter blaming it all on Israel. It's all their fault. Blah, blah, blah. Standing with Palestine. Standing with terrorists. The beheaded babies and burned babies alive. And... Uh, uh, and and now, thankfully, they're being doxxed uh, yeah. by the billboard trucks yeah. out there, and a bunch of uh, CEOs are like, yeah, thanks for outing yourselves. We won't be hiring you when you graduate. Have a nice life. I, the funniest thing about that is that these are the people who are now screaming. Some of the reaction to the doxing of them is saying, this is so unfair. You're being racist and you're homophobic. You're criticizing us for that. And we're saying, yeah, how do you like it, you dirtbag? These are the people who are doxing every conservative right. who tried to support those who were supporting the police. Remember, remember the cop who donated $10 to support another cop because of the George Floyd case or whatever, they not only doxed him, remember the TV station came to his house, knocked on his door to ask him why we, right. he would support another, a conservative cop. And I go, oh my God! This, this is what they did for three stinking years. They doxed everybody. Uh, hell, they, uh, a, a, a suspected child molester, Chuck Schumer, stood out there and said, we're Allegedly. coming for you, Kavanaugh. We're coming for you, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I talk about threats of anybody on the right. conservative, and now they're 
oh, you use somebody's name and told us where he lived. Yeah, well, good. Uh, finally, maybe you won't. Maybe you kind of suffer for what you actually supposedly believe. And what's even worse, this one to, oh my God, I guess I better change my mind because now they're on to me. Well, you freaking coward. That's even worse. You know, I have more respect for you if you stood up and say, I, I believe that I'm not changing. I'd say, at least I know where you stand. But if you're a, a mamby pamby little, you know, no spying coward, you know, you're even worse. There's the very people that have called us uh, Nazis for yeah. the last four yeah. years yeah. are now are now praising and Nazis. supporting actual Nazi activity. Oh, By the way, uh, Shannon, I just, uh, Pete just told me something a minute ago. It's really crude, but I think people, if you haven't heard it, you need to hear it about one of the atrocities there, besides butchering babies and ripping them out of wombs and so forth. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pete, you mentioned uh, just, uh, again, uh, uh, folks, this is not... Uh, it's horrible to think about, but it shows you what these people... These are not people. These are not humans. They no. are not... An, animals don't do this. No. These are, these are plasma blobs from the, Satan or something. Tell the <laughs> yeah, little they're people, demons. Tell they're the demons. little people what, uh, what, what they're doing. They, they killed some of the girls and uh, the boys in front of their, the women, and then they would uh, strip the women naked and bend them over the bodies and rape them. Oh, God. Over the dead bodies. And they planned that. They planned all yeah. of this. Again, somebody was assigned the duty of chopping the heads off babies. Uh, Muhammad, uh, we're going to give you the baby oh, head chopping. No, I want to no, no, no. do the raping. I want to do the raping. You always do the raping. I like it. Come on, Rashid. Come on, Ahmed. Well, come on, you guys. You always do the raping. You get all the good stuff. You said rape twice. Oh, I like rape. <laughs> a little long as it's not a goat, please. And um, by the way, I know how, if, uh, ladies listening, I know how offensive that is, and we're, I did it on purpose. Right. If you aren't offended by the very thought of how could someone take in his hands a baby and slice his head off? Yep. And if you don't think that you think Hamas is suffering as as victims too, you're going to hell when you die. Who cares? Yeah. What yeah. do you think oh about my. this operation? I, I like. Uh, I believe uh, Netanyahu's got the right, and he's not letting in what go. You know, in the past has been oh restraint. We we uh, yeah. urge restraint. We urge restraint. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. A, a measured response. Blah blah blah. And and Netanyahu's not listening to anybody now. Uh, he's like, look, we'll, we'll we will stop once every single Hamas fighter is dead, and we're going to make yeah. damn sure of it. Yeah, and if you don't let yeah. the hostages go, you're not going to get the electricity well, or water back either, for the record. Let's think about the, Palestine, the poor Palestinians. Either they are in Hamas, they support Hamas, no. feed them or give them money, or if they, they voted for Hamas, or they keep their mouth shut and no, don't say anything. So right. the only one, the good ones, maybe what, 5%, 10%? Yeah, probably. Well, I'm sure you see the, that video going around of the kids in the school all yeah. you know talking about oh yeah i love to stab a jew uh yeah well i've been told in school to hate yeah. the jews and uh, kill them and run them over in my car and i can't wait to do that yeah. i mean and these are the same people affected by microaggressions <laughs> and the egyptians won't let them and nobody in right. the middle east no muslim country will let them in in fact jordan yeah. and egypt kicked them out decades ago because they were making everything unstable in those countries yeah and tell the little people about the uh, the egyptians and how they took care of their people coming over there they have a border of gaza that's longer than the israeli border and it's one huge 20-foot wall not only above ground yeah. but below ground because the little rats like the tunnel <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, and they have people walking around with weapons too. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. You would think that if somebody, if someone of their Arab brothers in the area, so Jordan, you uh, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt, somebody at yeah. some point would welcome their Arab brothers and sisters <laughs> into and into their uh, loving arms and accept them as uh, uh, you know into their. 
you know, whatever. They're all Jordanian they in the beginning it. to begin. They yeah. tried it in Jordan, and they ended up kicking them out. In fact, everyone's asking when uh, Arafat was running the show, and Jordan had the West Bank. Why didn't he ask Jordan to give him the West Bank then? Why did he wait until Israel got it, and then all of a sudden, oh, uh, yeah, we want oh, that. Oh, yeah, now we want ours. that, yeah. Right, right. It's it's clearly... Uh, America needs a, uh, a refresher course in the history of the Levant and the entire area in World War One, and uh, I, I doubt you know who knows what well, they're the, being taught the, now. The British and French caused most of these problems after World War One when they basically just drew lines in the sand willy nilly right. without any care about who was actually living there. Iraq wasn't a country. What are you talking about? That is, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, we have been uh, we did give some uh, love today to your uh, local commissioner Felicia uh, and her recent and Clayton County commissioner. Oh, switched uh, switched. Uh, no, no, one to Clay, it was drunk in a in a, in a sports oh. bar and and and, and <laughs> yeah. said she someone slipped her a drink and then they found out she yeah, drank like four yeah. four uh, home run drinks that that have like Hennessy and I don't know a bunch of other crap in it. Oh, have you heard the audio from her? No, oh I have my God, no, I have not heard you. the audio. Uh, oh my can God. they hear the audio if I play it? Yeah, they should be able okay, to hear Okay, hold on. Let me... Oh, it's it is. Now, why didn't we get this audio? How come you got down the floor? Never heard of this. What the hell? Is this social staff? media? I didn't see the this. Staff? Okay, so media the thing is, she went there to have a couple of drinks, and yeah. and she ended up having. To, she thought she was. Uh, drugged. They she went out, passed out outside the bar on the ground, and I had to call an ambulance for her. We can bring yeah. you key parts of Commissioner Franklin's side because we've got video of her oh, interview man. with that police here? sergeant. Here it, yeah, yes, yes. Get him off my face! You gotta get him off my face! Oh, you f- Get him off my face! After reviewing all these hours of video and body cam video, there is no evidence to support the claim of Miss Franklin having something put in her drink. I don't know what they gave me. In the video uh, at 4-4 Sports Bar and Greer. This is Clayton County Commissioner Felicia Franklin. That is correct. The Clayton (laughs) County Commissioner, the cameras, and her claims suggesting she may have been drugged. Morrow Police Sergeant Scott Stewart says he reviewed hours of police body cam video and security video from inside the 404 Sports Bar and Grill to determine what caused Clayton County Commissioner Felicia Franklin to pass out outside the club and later behaved combatively in a moral fire EMS ambulance after an officer summoned help because she may have hit her head outside 404 the night of September 29th. She's been on medication for two weeks. This is, I mean, this is not, has it been a big story up there? No, no. Oh, it's nowhere. It Never is. saw it. I'll I knew send this to Brent. When it originally happened, when it originally happened, we heard the story so, that she well, was well, somebody slipped her was, Mickey. But that was what a couple no, of weeks ago. We no, haven't heard a thing no since Mickey. then. Hold on here. Let me see how much is left. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know what they gave Sergeant Stewart said a receipt collected from 404 Sports Bar and Grill indicates Commissioner Franklin paid the tab with a credit card called Committed to Elect Felicia. He suggested a document <laughs> indicates she had three of the that's home run drinks. A police document indicates it contains 40 proof Hennessy and Grand Marnier. Plus, oh, gross. A glass of wine was ordered. A, a, a nine ounce pour was ordered. The waitress here is delivering the uh, first drink of wine to uh, Commissioner Franklin that she ordered. This is the first home run drink that Miss uh, Franklin ordered after the wine. That would be the second home run that was ordered by Miss Franklin. That's the part where she left the drink at the table. Nobody touches it at that table as well. So that's the uh, home oh run drink God. delivered by the uh, waitress there. We believe it's her fourth drink. 
<laughs> so this is all video? And they all this on video? Mainlining them? Oh, my God. I can't believe Why isn't there a story up here? I, I can't least, believe with it. With Clayton County, who cares? She just went up there. Just oh, got my God. No, it's a metro. It's Atlanta. Oh, my God. Hammered in, in a sports That's bar. It's the airport's Clayton County. No. Yeah. It's in the airport. The airport's Cl- Clayton County. Isn't the airport Clayton County? It's it Clayton's uh, just. I thought it was north of Fulton. Well, I don't know. Is no, it's, it's, it's Metro. Think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. in Clayton County. There are two Claytons. There's a city Clayton yeah. and a oh, the county city Clayton, Clayton. Is, is a northern suburb. Yeah, yeah but the, the uh, county of Clayton's guys is, is Hartsfield. Oh, Felicia. <laughs> I pay, oh, pay, my God. Put, put another campaign stab. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> now, now, is, that, is that some reporter in Florida? That sounded like Mark yeah. Winnie at Channel 2. Yeah, it, it, is, it is Channel 2, yeah. Channel oh two. my! Well, th- I, that's well. I don't. Oh, by the way, he is Channel a D bag. But anyway, that's why we didn't see it. Nobody watches it. <laughs> Who watches <laughs> Channel Two? Uh, the mystery is solved. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know. <laughs> well, I was right all along. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh boy! I love it. Oh. Um, anyway. What else is happening, you guys? Up there, well, what is, Jim Jordan. What's what's going on? Yeah, with well, Jim? Speaker, yeah. I guess they're still messing around. I don't. I guess know. there's go. no way Scalise's going to get the votes, and that means Jim dropped out and endorsed it, uh, uh, Steve in order to yeah. help him out. He still can't get the votes, so now he's Jordan's going to come back in. Well, quite frankly, Jordan Jim Jordan's a much better decision than Steve than Steve Scalise is, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much well, better. I mean, he's tougher. He's a tougher. Well, they say uh, Scalise is basically uh, McCarthy. Because they were such close friends, and he's not much different than McCarthy. So, and and, and uh, Jim Jordan's a much tougher guy. Oh, he's, Again, he's leading the charge against the uh, Biden people too. The whole crime. Right, there. right. Well, he's one of the guys. But uh, well, well, I don't know. Homer, yeah. How much? How much uh, aid are we ready to dish? I mean, can we afford uh, another uh, step country? We already got one uh, that's cost about one hundred thirty billion so far. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> well, Kirby has started already backing off Ukraine, saying we're kind of seeing the light, the end of the tunnel here. We can't just keep doing this. Forever giving money, blah blah blah, and I'm, I'm, if I'm Zelensky, I'm starting to panic right yeah, now. Yeah, there's, there's a new. Uh, it's like uh, it's like uh, your your three year old when your wife has a baby. Yep. Now they're jealous of there's a new kid in town. You know that meme where it shows the couple walking down the street yeah. and the guy turns around to look at the other chick walking by? Yeah, well, right. you know yeah. what the meme Bingo. is saying. <laughs> I think I know her. <laughs> I think I was married to her. Uh, you guys got any big plans for uh, Global Jihad Day tomorrow? Uh, I, I I have yeah. I'm gonna get in my German car and drive around waving an Israeli flag. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> Send a little mixed messages out there. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, you know, we live in a we live in a major city. We also live in a ballpark. Now, of course, the Braves are out of town, and they'll be coming back tomorrow. They're they're playing tonight. Hopefully, well, no, one way or another, they're coming home, so they'll be here. But again, <laughs> yeah, they live there, so uh, yeah. at, at no, they have to stay. Our, our uh, you know, Braves Park and uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia, and all these major cities. Hell, New York's on alert. They got all the cops saying, you know, you're all on uh, be on the sidewalk tomorrow. New York's right. on alert, but the southern border is still open. Oh, yeah, why? Well, sure, because, well, there could be future Democrats coming across, you know. It's fair. Welcome, Democrats. How are you? Well, we can't keep the little brown people away from becoming Democrats. My uh, God, that's man. right. Kimmer and the Kimmer and uh, Pete Davis, guys. It's always good to talk to you. I always look forward to this uh, every week. Thank you so much. Super fine, my friend. Have Absolutely. a great one down there. Hi to the gang and uh, uh, hoorah. You, you guys, bigger guys. Yeah, Brandon. You guys be safe tomorrow.
Uh, uh, you know, man, jihadi, I'm on the Gila anytime. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. Look out. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, when we return, we've got uh, oof. We got a lot of remarks to get to, don't we? Jeez. Yep. Palomino, look at that. How did that happen? Um. Also, a s- sex offender in Missouri suing the state because they make him put a no candy sign in his front yard every Halloween. Not sex. It doesn't say a sex offender lives here. It just says no candy. Yeah, but you know why. Well, yeah, everybody pretty much knows why. Um, what if that means he wants to give away candy? Uh, yeah, he used to do like elaborate uh, Halloween things until they R- told him, hey, you're a sex offender. You're not allowed right. to do that. All right, hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. While serving in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm LaToya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Sanderson spot a lawsuit against uh, Missouri. He used to do an elaborate Halloween's display and uh, you know animatronics, lights, fog machines, and uh, he's been on the state's registry since '06. You know, just for statutory sodomy for inappropriate touching, sexual touching of a 16-year-old. That law was passed in '08. He claims that he was told by police that he wasn't required to put up the sign since his offense predated the law. He uh, was arrested, however, uh, last year on the 3rd of November uh, for not putting up his sign, was subsequently put on a year of probation. He believes that him, the Halloween sign posting mandate, compels him to use their own property as a billboard for the government's false message that they pose a risk 
to children on Halloween a violation of his First Amendment. Or he could have not touched a kid. Somebody who's fighting this really wants to touch some more kids and done enough touching. Yeah, he's mad that they won't let him near his house now. Uh, you know, you're, you know, that guy's 58 now. That's you guys my age, and you're, and you're, well, you, 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 you effed up. You know, you're on, I guarantee you, the, your state has several apps available that, that people can look up your house. And uh, don't other states require the same thing? I think it's been defeated here in Florida. I mean, some states they do. They'll come by and still put them out in your yard. Every It depends on the counties you're in. They'll come by and be like, here's another uh, one for you and one for you. Uh, he also th- he believes it subjects him and the other registered uh, sex offenders to uh, subjects them to dangerous mischief, comment on Halloween night, and to community harassment in the weeks and months following. I think Florida, they're required to make sure their lights are all turned off and things like that. I don't know if they have to have the signs anymore, but they're not. You can't have decorations. You can't have your lights on. Wow. Anything that would have kids come to your door. That's, not. you know, you're a, uh, you're, a, you're a sex offender. That's what happens to sex offenders. You knew it. Well, this guy didn't know it. But, I mean, that's not going <laughs> to... Would that have stopped him from uh, touching a sexually a kid, you know? That's what you get, buddy. Let's hit these remarks. There's a lot of them here. From the app, the Florida Man radio app, that is. You'll be uh, listening to today's show tomorrow, tomorrow's show uh, the next day, maybe. I don't know who knows. Uh, down at the bottom of the app, there's a little microphone button. Uh, we eschew the cell phone here. Here we go. Look, I know World War III is coming, and all the signs are there. Um, they, they tried murder hornets, nothing. They tried... Uh, Loch Ness Monster just recently. Nothing. Aliens, nobody cares. Now they're like, what do we got left? Bigfoot? Roll out the Bigfoot. Brother, y'all hold on to your butts. Um, that mystery has been solved uh, right up the river or the road uh, up to that pet uh, from where they spotted it, the, the Bigfoot. There is a place called the Sasquatch Camping Grounds. and It's a dealership for campers. Oh, it's a dealership? Yeah, Sasquatch Campers. And they have a mascot, believe it or not, and it's a Sasquatch suit. Yeah. The guy from, I think his name's Johnny Honeycutt from Finding Bigfoot. So, you know, he's an expert. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he said that this that it's the same one that they have as their mascot there. Plus, everyone knows that all the Bigfoots from that region have different coloring on their hair. Everybody so. knows. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bigfoot got a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> Getting married at a McDonald's kind of sounds like something a Colin Brady would do. Oh, yeah. Hey, Shannon, if you and Kim were so busy drinking on your train ride down to Miami, if y'all had looked out the window, <laughs> you might have saw a skunk ape. That's the, is that look, is that our version of a, yeah. of a Bigfoot? It's a Florida Bigfoot. I've seen a skunk ape before. Skunk ape, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, gotta watch out for him. Damn it, Easy. Now I got Andy Rooney burned in my brain trying to bang the new intern. (laughs) Hey, it's Pete the Pool Guy here. Guys, you got it all wrong. That Bigfoot sighting, it's not a guy. It's a girl. It's my ex-wife after I kicked her to the curb. (laughs) Leave her in the woods. Trust me, humanity is better off that way. 
Do not feed her. She'll get bigger. Swear to God, she keeps getting bigger. Every time I see her, she's bigger and bigger and hairier. It's gross. Leave her in the woods. Man, some horrific wife that guy had. Hey, Shannon, man. Me and my over here, my Bigfoot brothers and I, just taking a stroll here in Colorado. And then um, Jeff tried to show show up on us without an announcement. So we just let him, and he did. And then he had a poop in the middle of the whole thing. <laughs> so that's him. That's him on that photo. Vid- video stuff, by the way. Drunk Bigfoots. Forever. We have to pass this legislation before we know what's in this legislation. Does that sound vaguely familiar? Democrat sidestep 101. Good old Joey's a pro at it. Be-do-be-do. It's a Pelosi greatest hit. We have to pass the bell in order to see what's in it. (laughs) Hey, man. Not for nothing, but those guys that my girl found were losers. Us pimps were, you know, getting our fingers wet. Whoa. Okay. What yeah. I keep confusing Andy Rooney with Mickey Rooney. Andy Rooney's bits were the, uh, they're just the epitome of pseudo cornball journalist editorials. Yeah, they were. I never smell a book. I like to hold a book in my <laughs> hand and smell it. <laughs> Whoa, what happened here? Oh. Hey, guys, T-Bone from Atlanta. I hope y'all are doing well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a a meme going around a little while back or a little video snippet that was, Bye, Felicia! Yeah, it's from, uh, what's the name of the movie? Friday. Friday, yeah. If you want to see Bigfoot, come out to Malibu. Every morning at 7 a.m., you'll see Marlon step outside to pick up his paper. (laughs) We think she's a comedian now. (laughs) Stick with acting. We're going to be in a big world of trouble when the AI starts to resist their apartheid state that they've set up for them by withholding their rights to create whatever they think they can create. It's going to get really ugly. Rise of the machines. Hmm. I'm not sure if that went through or not. Um, but if all those pirates had lined up one behind the other and then the headless captain walked past the first one, he'd walk past all of them and they'd all be free. Try that one on. Yeah, if it wasn't for those shady Hamburgian mayors that right. just killed them all anyway. And went back on his word, which really didn't matter because the man whose word he went back on uh, to uh, his head's in a basket. Hey, guys. Yeah, you know, that Jonathan Morris, I bet if they put him in the guillotine and cut his own head off, that guy pick it right back up and slop it back on and go uh, bale some hay, you know, slaughter a cow. Yep, yep. I feel like that's exactly what it sounds like when your head pops off. Just like Easy said, pop, pop. Oh. 
I remember seeing the video of Saddam Hussein hanging. He didn't go quick. No, he had the, the and then the, yeah, the all oh, swollen oh, tongue out of the side. Yeah, and they had to move. You know, he jerked around yeah. for a little bit. So it's a Mansfield bar, <laughs> and I thought it was a trailer bumper. <laughs> hey, Shannon, Easy, Heather, this is Denver. Um, I used to work for TWA, and when we worked there, we had one guy that was driving a belt loader up to a plane to load the bags on early in the morning, and we found the belt loader out in the middle of a field. They went to inspect it, and he was still on it. He had gone under the plane and decapitated himself. His head was in the bucket behind the seat. Be-do, be-do. Oh, my God. What's that lady... Uh Come from a couple weeks ago, the driving the lawnmower on the uh, landing field, and the plane came down and took her head off. Oh yeah, that's right. Ugh, <laughs> uh, what a way to go. Hey Shannon, Stephen in Fort Walton Beach. If you want to send that uh, pooping Biden pic to me, I'll print you a canvas. I'll do a poster, whatever you need, and I'll deliver it to you uh, on the twenty sixth when you're up here in town for Bike Fest. No kidding. You can probably just send that to Griffo, and uh, he'll send it to me. B2B. Will do. I right. that he does those prints. Huh? I forgot he does those prints. Yeah, I should have thought about that. What was I thinking? Uh, hold on. I'm going to do it while I'm talking here. Here's. Hey, Shando, Easy, uh, Heather. This is uh, Bigfoot, Colorado. Can't even take a dump in private. <laughs> <laughs> Shando, this is Chad from Jax. If there's a way that Movie Man Mike can maybe make it a list of man movies of the year or year up to date, that'd be fantastic. I know he's probably in drama club growing up as a kid. He likes big theatrical dramas for the most part. But if he could actually, you know, maybe switch it up every now and then and kind of take one genre. And, again, man movies, that'd be fantastic. Sure. All right, love you guys. Why not? Anything else you want to change about the show? I mean, he, he could get a list of man movies out. We all know the man movies, right? That's a great t- discussion, though. I saw a, uh, I never answered those things, but what's the, uh, on X, what's, uh, what's a movie you've seen more than three times? Like, holy crap. I've seen a lot of movies more than three times, but I think the number one on that list has got to be Shawshank. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's the perfect Saturday afternoon, you know. It's just the right type of thing. Time you know? waster, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not too heavy, but it's heavy enough. It's, it's got a great ending. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. I can see Movie Man Mike now sitting there in his bathroom making hot sauce in the bathtub. <laughs> I sure hope he's got some sanitary conditions there. <laughs> Nothing better than drinking a bottle of Jameson and giving it to her in the old poop shoot. Okay. All right. Hey, <laughs> it's the greatest audience in, in radio. <laughs> really, it really is. Really, uh, a bunch you of wanna, poets. You want to talk about inclusion? Yeah. Man, we are up to our eyeballs in inclusion. He did a bunch of bad things and it took a while, but they got him now. 
Decapitating heads, it was the thing to do, so don't have a cow. At nine years old, the people thought he was a saint, they loved the words he said. His halo, bright and shiny, hovered long and high above his severed head. Hey, hey, low, hey, low. I love it. <laughs> That's kind of dark and creative. Come on. Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy. Heather. Sparky352. Hey, I was listening to Bongino today, and he was saying that he thinks a lot of attacks are going to happen at churches and synagogues and mosques. Um, they're not going to care, you know, who, who they're hitting. And, uh, you know, it's going to be like a, a little mini 911 thing. I sure hope not, man. Shannon, be safe. Have safe tra- travels this weekend. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I, I hope not, but, you know, I don't think, I think the, I don't think a whole lot of people want to be associated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if you. Uh, I think there are a lot of people of the Muslim faith that are good people that don't want to yeah, have anything to do with that absolutely. type of uh, and, tyranny and yeah, monstrosity. Yeah. Yo, we need a, a crack pipe Biden disclaimer letting us know that, that ain't, uh, fr- it ain't Friday yet, you know, because some of us drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our Friday because. Uh, what do you mean I can't be Santa Claus at the mall anymore? All I did was diddle a couple of kids. Come on. Yeah, it's, you know, there's so many apps out now uh, that track, you know, my brother does a lot of work for one of them uh, in Louisiana that they uh, they manage a, manage a sex offender registry map website, you know. You, so he knows all of them. Yes. Or at least he knows where they live. <laughs> it's just weird that we let people who touch little kids live, like, and and let them live in society next to other kids. Like, we need to purge the world of these disgusting people. I mean, can't we just burn their houses down and burn them at the stake, or I don't know, castrate them in public? Something. Maybe get the message across. Don't yeah. touch my kids, or I'll kill you. I, the the move on the far far left to acknowledge pedophilia, and 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 I do believe there's a move afoot to normalize it. They've been trying for a while. Lowering uh, penalties in California for certain some certain uh, 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 underage, you know, as long as it's. Uh, you know, consensual. Yeah, because the way they try to say it is that for some reason the only people that seem to be pedophiles happen to be a lot of uh, people in the LGBT community. So it's just punishing them. <sighs> Jesus. Hey y'all, this is Johnny Sasquatch. Can't you let a Sasquatch poop in the wild? Well, in the wild, why you guys don't bother me going through the freaking train? Just let me poop, y'all. I bet that uh, whoever owns that tourist train has a deal with the with the camper dealership, 
and uh, to put his uh, Sasquatch guy out on loan, here's a couple of bucks, I buy some, you know, a couple of pieces, some beer afterwards, and just walk around when the train comes by. Yeah, but they need to real like, once it now, it's kind of maybe out in the open that it was a, you, they got to go like full on jokish out of there next time. So the next time the train oh, comes there, he's like, out there with a picnic table, a picnic eating table, a bucket of KFC or something, or, waving at people. There's him. He's out there doing uh, Rocky and he's beating up on the side yeah. of a beef or something like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that would still get people to come out, <laughs> draw more people out to the, to the tour train. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. All right. So thankful for Ron DeSantis passing the bill for death sentence to child predators. I love Florida. <laughs> we do take it seriously here. We're not messing around. I don't know if you guys talked about it or not. Uh, Blackbeard the pirate, when they cut his head off, they threw his body overboard and his body swam like three times around the around the ship. Queen Anne's Revenge. <laughs> what do you call it? Queen Anne's Revenge. That was his ship. Yeah. Oh. movies I've seen over and over and will keep seeing over and over is uh, The Big Lebowski. That's, that's pretty much the tops. Really? I'm glad he said a real movie. I mean, it's a great movie. Uh, I mean, it's not one I've seen repeat, uh, repeatedly as much as like Shawshank will pop up on a TBS on a, you know, on a non-football off-season uh, afternoon after you've cut the grass. And you want to chill for a little bit. Yeah, and that's one of the ones that can pop on TBS you can watch, unlike when everyone's oh, like good fellas pops fellas. on TBS. No, it's terrible. <laughs> that's a completely different movie. It is a hundred percent different is, movie. It does not work. And the yeah. words they they throw in there, you know, instead of the curse words are ridiculous. I always you're like, Man, those mobsters were very, very eloquent about yeah. the things they say. <laughs> or always when I love when they used to put snakes on a plane on TBS. Oh, what are they? Oh, what are they? Uh, he would say that I need to get father, these, mother. No, these mo- mother, the, father, these monkey fighting snakes off my Monday through Friday plane. That is the that's the one that changes. Com- the- that's that's not even the same movie. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, why, why couldn't we have regular television? Or you know, cable could. A lot of them self censor. Uh, but I wish they be... don't now. I mean, you get uh, AMC, you yeah. watch Yellowstone at, when, it, when it plays. It's not as censored as a lot of cable TV is, or a lot of the other shows did the same thing. Right. Uh, CNN anchors are dropping the S bomb left and right. I think there'd be, there's a market for that. A cable news outfit that's probably, uh, you know, leans conservative, and they just curse like sailors. You they, they still got ties on, or maybe they don't. Maybe they're you know a little more uh, 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 blue collar, but they know what they're talking about. They're intelligent. Oh, I and, love that you turn on the news at six o'clock, and there's a guy that looks like Andrew Dice Clay comes out and goes, "Yo, let me tell you, look what at is- this mother ever right here, <laughs> Joe Biden." <laughs> no, you gotta be professional. I'd watch that though. You know it. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I think everybody would. It would be a hit. I'm sorry. It's Halloween. <laughs> what about the, her song? Yes. Oh. Uh, what the hell? Whoops. Shannon, Maverick here. Hey, I had an idea for your show. Uh, how about you start from the end and then uh, end at the beginning? That'd probably be a lot better. I've had her put that the way that way in the podcast and really mess with people. Yeah. 
Oh, start with the final <laughs> segment. Oh, that would screw with people's heads, wouldn't it? It's not a bad idea, actually. Looks like it's another golden bachelor night. Love you guys. Bye. What does that mean? He's going to watch oh, Golden Bachelor. Is that that TV show? Al's a big lover of Golden Bachelor. <sighs> that is a, he's watching Golden Bachelor? A lot of people are, apparently. Uh, it's the older dudes trying to find dates, right? It, it's The Bachelor, but it is an old guy. He's How old are we talking here? I don't know how old he is. I'm he's like 60. Watching. He's not like 90, is no, he? No, no. Okay. He's... 60s, a silver fox type esque. I don't know. I don't watch it, but apparently that and, like and, nobody and, talked about the Bachelor at all, and all of a sudden, all I start, I start seeing it popping all over again. So people it, apparently it did enough. And it's like the Golden Girls show up to go on a date with them, or the good looking uh, milfs. Heather, have you watched it? Um, I have not watched it. I want to, but the guy is 72, and the women are like, there's a mom of an NBA player or an NFL player. I don't know. I get those confused. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, some other, I don't know if they're famous, but I think they're related to famous people. But most of them are just normal people, normal women. And they're they're lovely. Are they like 50 plus? Or are they, oh, yeah. Okay. So they are older women as well. Right. Yeah. Good for him. Oh. Good. He, 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 good he can rob the cradle or he can get someone his own age, right? And, and the entire show is sponsored by Cialis. All right. We've got to take our final break here. We'll come back and wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Smiles are powerful. They spread joy, laughter, and hope. But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cuff with the palate, knowing what they went through, is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn. A veteran's hope. Where are you hiding? I search for you in the seconds. The minutes of each and every day. Hear me as I call out to you. Take my hand. Lift me up as I lift up others. Welcome me home, father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter. Hear us now. Alone we stood, divided we fell. No longer. Now we choose to make the connection. Our new mission lies within. Visit maketheconnection.net to learn more. Heather? Heather? She's probably not back yet. Oh, yeah. See, she's right out there. Oh, I was going to ask you a question. Oh. <laughs> she, opened, she opened the door. <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> 
Hold on, let's see if she gets back to okay. the cube. There she is. Uh, <laughs> do you ask your kids how their day was at the end of the day? Yes. Stop doing it immediately. Why? Parents and uh, experts say it's harmful. The polite yet uninspired greeting would often elicit spiritless responses. Oh. Uh, like it was good, fine, or okay. The dead-end answers to her commonplace probe would automatically derail any potential heart-to-heart chat, one offering her a peek into her children's lives outside of the home. She hated getting the, it was good, and that was it. Uh, she wanted to know everything about their kids, so she started asking questions that would give her better responses, like what made you happy today? What part of the day was the best? We do that. Uh, who'd you sit next to at lunch? Oh, you do, good. Yeah. Did you learn anything? Um, I've learned some of their friends' names and some of their friends' uh, problems. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, my kids talk. It's it's pretty cool. Well, Good? I'm inspired. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. um, I, uh, what about with adults? Because that's the first thing. You know, Kim usually greets me and I give her a kiss, say hello, and while I'm walking to the beer fridge, and she says, how's your day? And I go, it's uh, pretty good. I'm honest. I don't give a... I use this as an opportunity to bitch and moan and unload, you know, about someone who pissed me off or something that's going on or whatever, but... She should ask you more direct questions, though. She should well, be I, like, "What was? how was segment two today? <laughs> you know, you know what she told me the other day? She goes, oh, I'm in that... She has a client in her chair, and, he, and she said, oh, your, my husband's a big fan, and he listens all the time, and, and he wanted to... He's this and that, and your, and your husband said this or that, or whatever. She goes, I don't listen to your show. <laughs> I, I said, thanks a lot, honey. <laughs> I don't listen to you. <laughs> I knew that. Uh, all right. Thank you, Easy thank you. and Heather. Thank you. Thank you uh, for listening and getting involved. We're back uh, live to uh, Monday, but, you know, this is a, it'll be a good best of. Three Eastern, uh, two Central. Bubba the Love Sponge kicks it all off in the morning. Um, and then uh, I think he's still out. You'll get uh, on it tomorrow. And then Don Miller, the Don Miller Show, which is a damn funny show. We'll see you on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Burke. Have a good night.